Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, you know there are there's a there's a there's a spectrum within the Action Shelf, right? I mean, there is sort of a, a of range of these movies, not in quality; they're all pretty equally bad. But in terms of for the most part, yeah. impulse and stuff like that. And last week we saw a movie that had one of the worst impulses in action movie an action shelf movie can have, which is to be yeah. artsy. Mm, yes. Here, yes. So Not understanding what you're making. Right. You know? Just uh, understanding, like, it's it's that thing I hate where it's just like, got it, being vague is artsy. It's like, nope, that's not it at all. No. So no, we, of yeah. course, had to follow that up with a movie that has no interest in being anything resembling art at all. Nope. And that's nope. nine. Was this nine? Is this eighty nine? I think it's eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine's yeah. Laser Mission. Oh laser mission. boy! Oh boy! I was just recording another podcast with friend of the show Mike Gergoni, and when I told him I was mm -hmm. coming on to do Laser Mission, he burst out laughing at that title and said, "This is a direct <laughs> quote from him. That's the most action shelf title I could imagine." Yeah, yeah, it's up there with Future Kick. Honestly. It is up there with Future Kick, uh, and I will say, uh, and this is a low bar, I enjoyed this much more than Future Kick. Yes, <laughs> there was things I enjoyed about this movie, uh, this is which a, I cannot say the same yeah. about Future Kick. Having said that, this is a terrible movie. Oh, oh absolutely God, this movie is awful so film. poorly put together. It is. Some of the worst editing I've oh, ever God, seen. Oh, God, yeah. Like, distractingly bad editing Lots we will of... get to the, the movie is fairly straightforward for the first half but as soon as they get to the desert yeah all 
like everything goes out the window I, and the, clearly something went wrong I, in the production. Okay, I'm glad film. you brought this up because it's one of these I was watching this last night and I'm going Yes. I, I consider myself a person of reasonable intelligence and I was having trouble following this dumb fucking movie, but I'm going, wait, what? And I'm going, how is yes. laser mission confounding me? Like basic well, the 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 thing is it's so simple, actually. But there is just yes. stuff where you're going, like, oh my god, by the time we end up with the mining thing, I'm like, wait, where did this come from? Yes, the progression of events there gets really out of sorts. And you can even tell there there's like a sequence where the well, let's get into it when we when we're going through. Yeah, we'll get we'll get through the movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We'll talk. But it, the, the, yeah, we'll get into it because the editing is crazy, and clearly there was a mistake made, and it feels like they had to insert footage to pad out the length of this movie. Well, I, and by uh, the way, uh, I, I, when the credits started rolling at the end of this thing, there may be the slowest yep. credits I've ever seen. We know that's a trick here. Yep. Because this thing clocks mm -hmm. in with credits at 84 minutes. Ooh, brisk. But the, Ooh, but so good. the movie itself is probably 70-something. Because when you yeah. take out the opening yeah. titles and the closing titles, there's like 75 minutes there's... of movie here. Yeah. yeah. And that's Which just... makes sense, because there's not really any plot. No, that's because uh... well, that's no time to... There's not any plot. There's barely any character work. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk about this movie. Laser Mission of 1989. Uh, I've been wanting to cover a Brandon Lee movie the whole time. And I got to say, yes. I think he's... Pretty likable. I wouldn't say he's good in this movie, but I like Brandon Lee. Yes. Yeah, he has... Uh, he's got, like, a kernel of charisma there that I think, given, like, a long, illustrious career, yeah. I think he would have really become, like, one of, like, one of the best action Unquestioned, because uh, he was uh, a guy stars. who was just getting better. Every movie he made, he was yeah. better in... And then, of course, he's fucking yeah. amazing in The Crow, his final movie. Sad, very yeah. tragically, uh, that he died it's making. Just, it's, it's yeah. He was yeah. all no. I really think he could have ended up rivaling his father as an action icon. Um, I think so. Yeah. And if anything, actually, maybe they have a similar base level of charisma because I also think Bruce Lee never really got the time to develop into a great actor. That it's but there was a raw yeah. charisma there. Similar here, where you just go like. Oh, this guy, he, he's he's a little green. This is only like his second leading mm -hmm. role in this movie, mm -hmm. and yeah, so he's a little. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. you're going like, ooh, but there's the makings of a movie star here. He's a handsome guy. Right. He's got a unique look. He doesn't look like mm -hmm. anybody else. He also doesn't really yeah. look like his dad. He kind of does, but it's not he like it does. But it's not a carbon he, he's copy. Got the thing. eyebrows. He definitely he's got does. the eyebrows, of but his he doesn't have that that thing that sometimes costs children of famous people, where they look exactly like their parent, and it's like this is weird. Right? He's distinct enough. He's yeah. distinct enough. Uh, I the big bummer here that is a common action shot refrain. Very little martial arts from this guy, though. I know. What the I fuck, was, man? I was bummed out. We got to do. Um, yeah. I, I I know one that I've have seen of his that I love that we have to do. Is Showdown Little Tokyo, the buddy cop one he did with Dolph Lundgren. That movie oh, is yeah. incredibly dumb, but so much fun, and it's wall to wall martial arts. So uh, excellent. We'll I mean, that's really what I was 
hoping with this film. Yeah. And that was a bit of a letdown. I, think, well, I would say 75% of the action of this movie is him leaning out of a VW bus yeah. uh, shooting at people. And it's, uh, it's, it's, that's it's, most of the and violence. And it's, they're, they're bad, they're bad gunfights. Like, they're not, this movie, yep. this yep. movie's pretty incompetently made. Like, I will say, this is... In, on every level, yes. Yeah, th- this is a bad script that is poorly directed. Now, I don't, did you look up this director at all, Lesman? Uh, no, no, I have not. I have his page open, but... Uh, uh BJ Davis, he is a uh-huh. stuntman, primarily. Which sometimes we like. Okay. Some, sometimes yeah. that leads to some good stuff. Yeah. But I will say, this guy's maybe better off as a stunt guy. Uh, yeah, he's a, he should not be in charge of anything. He's a big time stunt guy. Uh, worked on huge yeah. movies. Um, where, where's the stunt page? Uh, <laughs> sorry, this new this IMDb. Okay, yeah. I mean, but like he's worked on the Spider-Man movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and Star tons Trek. Of, yeah. Lots of start, lots of Star Trek. He was clearly like a main stunt guy on both Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. some of the Star Trek movies as well. Um, mm-hmm. Did some stunt work on this movie. Um, uh, ooh, he uh, fu- uh, definitely a future episode. Delta Force, the Chuck Norris classic. Looks like he came out of canon, and I will say, yeah, this is canon esque, but it is lacking that canon yes. polish that we love. Yes, there is a certain canon? level of polish. This movie looks really cheap. It, like, that's the thing. Yeah, canon, you'll you'll have a little bit more budget going on for you. Well, this movie looks. So cheap. That's, like even for 1989, it looks really bad. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I, did you watch this on on YouTube? I watched it on. Oh, I forgot it was on YouTube. No, I watched it on Tubi. Okay, well that's fine too. But because uh, yeah. like I watched it on YouTube and it was clearly a VHS transfer. I don't know what it looked like on mm. on on uh, on Tubi. It looked. It's probably better than the quality you watched it but, in. But, but still looked pretty bad. But I was gonna say what. But. I, I, it gave it some charm to me that it was a VHS copy that I was watching because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the way this movie needs to be seen. Uh, and it I was like, it was a, it was I mean, a not clear like... VHS copy. Like it was a, it wasn't that oh, okay. um, that fucking uh, Dirk Benedict movie where you couldn't see, it. you could see it. It just was clearly Shadow Force. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it just yeah. was clearly like copied off a of VHS. But but I was going yes. like, oh, that's yes. kind of the way. It still looked like garbage. But I'm going if it's going to look mm-hmm. like garbage, in some ways, better to watch it on the VHS. Um, probably because this is a total vhs movie but yeah i think that's yeah. the thing i've come to appreciate doing this podcast is like canon did make dumb b movies but they did them mm-hmm. well like the, there was yeah. uh, there was some care to them there was some quality control they knew they were making mm-hmm. dumb action movies but they're like w- yeah we still are gonna get people who can competently direct pretty good actors mm-hmm. and we're gonna throw some money at that i do have the budget yes. for this movie listman if you want to take wow. your best uh, guess at what this thing cost in 1989 1989 yeah i'm gonna say 2.5 million dollars god damn that is so fucking close 2.3 2.3 oh, you were i mean it. i'll give that to you man though that is fucking close uh yeah i that, mean yeah the that's, lack of money is there on the screen so 2.3 yeah. even in 89 is nothing for, especially low, especially yeah. for a, a movie with big action set pieces which this is trying to do well, yeah there isn't any but no because you know, uh, certainly uh, pretends like when this thing is. ended 
if this had said executive producer Stephen J. Canal, I would have been like, yeah, right on. I totally see. This feels like the <laughs> pilot for like a Riptide or an Airwolf or, mm-hmm. you know, something like, mm-hmm. doesn't it kind of feel like that or, or, or you know, B tier, mm-hmm. like A team kind of stuff Definitely. like that? Well, yeah, there's a lot of stunts with vans. So, yeah, it was very. That's angry. what I mean. All the, all the action in it feels like a network TV action sequence. Yes. Where it is, yes, there's not really a lot of blood. No, there's hardly. I was actually, it's rated I was R. Surprised it was rated R. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they got that R rating from, really, because I know I didn't. I don't know. Was there might have been some cursing, but I didn't clock it really. There's yeah. no sex. They make a point of cutting away during the sex, which I was actually yes. kind of shocked by. Oh, thank God. Uh, although we do get a <laughs> wet T-shirt gag. Um, oh, you know what? That was probably <laughs> it because you can pretty clearly see that that woman's uh just nipples and yeah and everything when, in like, the most baffling part of the movie is that runner with those two goofy henchmen why did, why did it keep cutting to them i don't understand well this why anyone would care about them we have completely turned the dial from crazy six which is trying so hard to be serious to a movie that's trying and failing to be funny which is also rough but actually i've yeah. come to i've come to i'd rather see that I would rather see that than Crazy Six. Than the, I'd rather see a lot of things than that. Crazy um, Six, I'll just say, for the shelfies this year, that's going to be tough to beat for Hardest to Watch. That's the real yep. front runner because that thing is brutally boring. Yeah. That movie. That a, is one of the – that movie made me angry, John. Yeah. I was furious. People can uh, listen to last this, week's episode. You were really steamed. <laughs> this one I, – I texted you when I was watching this yesterday. I go – Dude, yeah. this thing's like a warm blanket after Crazy Six. This is comparatively, yeah. This is the yeah. kind of garbage we expect to see on here. Um, yeah. And uh, a new category uh, that I'm going to introduce because of this movie uh, to the mm-hmm. shelfies this year: uh, actor slumming it the most. Because I want to talk about Hollywood legend Ernest <laughs> Borgnine and what the <laughs> fuck is Borgnine doing? One of the great old Hollywood actors doing nothing in this movie like there's no. no reason this should be a legendary actor yeah no uh it, it's I, I think if you didn't know him you wouldn't know that he is a legendary actor based on his performance based like, on uh, his performance some, or the way the movie treats him like there's no sense of like oh he's got the part that's the big cameo part in this you know right exactly um yeah. what else was he doing at this time oh a lot of this kind of shit <laughs> Late '80s Borgnine is not crushing it. Um, yeah, not not the height of his power. No, because he. I think he's in a weird place where he'll get to elder statesman actor mm-hmm. later on, like in the '90s, where they'll start putting him in stuff like Gattaca and things like that, um, mm-hmm. where he's like getting like prestige cameo roles. But he has a whole run of garbage here because uh, he. Yeah. He is coming off of the beginning of the decade. He's fucking great in Escape from New York, um, right, which is right. awesome. But then, yeah, it descends into most of the 80s is... Uh, well, and of course, the aforementioned Airwolf, which he did on TV. That was big for him. He was on Airwolf, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I love because yes. I love any 80s show that's inherently about a vehicle. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I love the idea of it's Knight just Rider. like Knight Rider. Air- Airwolf yeah. was just somebody going, mm, what if we did Knight Rider, but it's a helicopter? great sounds more expensive let's do it uh and then somebody's like what if we did and then there was street hawk what if we did knight rider but it's a motorcycle Mm. 
And then eventually in the 90s, you get Viper, where it's like, what if it's Knight Rider and it's just a different car? (laughs) (laughs) Completely. The well has dried up. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, we'll just get a different, instead of like a Trans Am, it'll be like a Lamborghini. And so it's a different thing. Um, Well, now we're just like, what if Knight Rider, but new? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now we're, did you see, by the way, this is a little bit of a tangent. They're bringing, they're doing a new Starsky and Hutch. And take one guess what wow. their twist on this is. It's dark and gritty. Oh no no no! They're women. Oh okay. And that's the thing okay. where I'm not sure. I'm not a fan. Obviously, I'm not one of these people who's like woke nonsense, but it's just one of those things where it's like, why don't you just make a new show? What like just make a show? I'm yeah. on board for cool women driving around in a car fighting crime. Yeah. Why does Why do yeah. they have to be named Starsky and Hutch? Like that's the thing where I just go like, I don't know. That's pointless. Yeah, it's so. D- and they're bring, yeah, they're fucking yeah, it's bringing like back if they Matlock. Named Poker Face Columbo too. That's it know? exactly. And that's the thing. Do you see they're bringing yeah. back fucking Matlock? And Matlock's gonna be a woman now too. Why? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, I that, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's it, stay it's back. It's less that it's women now and more that we don't need to bring back these old shows. Well, and that's okay. the thing, too. Is it's, it's not even that it's women. It's the other that they think that making it women is like a new wrinkle that's a new take. And you're like, no, that's just dumb. That's just, they're, it's, it's they're still just, lazy. They're not even trying at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's lazy yeah. more than anything else. Um, it's the least amount of work to make something slightly different and maybe interesting. To uh, I've got a future episode for us here, though, looking at another 1989 Borg Nine movie, Jake Spanner, uh-huh. Private Eye, with also legendary Robert Mitchum at the end of his career. Oh, ooh, and right. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah we, we definitely got to watch that. Yeah, but this is very old. Robert Mitchum still kicking ass, uh, and I Robert Mitchum is one of my absolute favorite actors of the classic Hollywood era. I don't know this one though, and that's probably concerning. Anyway, Borg Nine yeah. totally wasted does nothing in this movie at all. I mean, yes. at all. Yes. It's it's wild to me that they would even. It's just so they can put Ernest Borgnine on the poster, right? Yep. Oh, I yep. do want to. We don't always talk about the poster, but I do want to talk about this poster because mm-hmm. hmm, does this poster is this reminiscent of any other iconic film franchises? Maybe I don't think so. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. not getting any sense. This is a totally original. No. <laughs> painted yeah, poster really... of a guy in a suit next to a sexy lady yeah yeah and ernest borgnine's face in a diamond That's ernest borgnine's face in the diamond is great <laughs> i'm here too uh honestly th- this movie would be more interesting if he was trapped in the diamond like there's a supernatural <laughs> element well it. i will say this uh, uh the the movie really uh uh is kind of false advertising because there is not a single laser fired in this thing nope Nope. Huge uh, bummer. Huge bummer. Yeah. Uh, for for those of you who didn't uh, Google what the poster for this movie looks like, oh, it yeah. looks like a James Bond poster. Oh, yeah. Just, yes. just, let's just yeah. be. Also, kind of yeah. more false advertising that they put this flying kick in there, making me think yeah. I'm going to see a lot of Brandon Lee doing Kung Fu. I don't know. The no. thing I would imagine most people would want to see him do in film. Yeah. Yeah, no. definitely. No. Uh, no. No. Not Not here. Not here. He, I mean, he has a couple. There were a couple times where I thought, okay, here we go. He's oh no, all right, fight's over already. No, nope. okay, all right, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, they were just. Yeah, they the... really don't know how to emphasize like what would be exciting. Uh, like you get somebody like Brandon Lee. I feel like 
that would be it would be easier to do fight choreography than all of the car chases that they failed at. Yeah, you know you've got I mean? a guy like, who number one already has the baseline on uh you know underlying skills. You've also got a director mm-hmm. who is a stuntman himself. Who you would think right. usually one of the appeals of that when you look at something like John Wick or Extraction or whatever mm-hmm. is those movies have the coolest fight scenes. David Leach, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, who just did yes. Bullet Train. And uh, mm-hmm. he did uh, Deadpool 2 and things like that. He did Atomic Blonde, which we fucking love, and has amazing mm-hmm. fight ah, scenes in it. One of my favorites. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah. like, that's the kind of thing where I'm going, oh, that's what you get when you hire a stunt guy to make a movie, is you get a guy exactly. who knows how to shoot these fights. And yet, I think the all of the action, not just the lack of fighting, is incompetent in this movie. It's so yes. poorly Incompetently shot. put together. Yes. It's, yes the, exactly. How much of this movie is just big wides of stuff where I'm going, you're not emphasizing any of the physical action. No, or like somebody will do an attack or throw something and it will be off camera. Yeah. Sorry, I was leaning out of out of the camera much, that we're, we're much like on, yeah, 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 much like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it, so it's like we I had to guess every time he was throwing a grenade out of the van because <laughs> He leans out of frame to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's weird that you shot it that way and, yeah. and, and stuck with that footage, but yeah, all right. Now, okay. would you be surprised, Lisman, if I told you the two guys who wrote this movie never wrote anything before or after it? That should be a bingo card. <laughs> that should be a <laughs> it bingo should card be. for us. The, I, I'm, I'm going to start calling these guys the Action Shelf One-Timers Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. this is... Yeah, so. We get this David a lot. A. Frank and Philip Gutteridge. Uh, they never worked before that. or after. Yes. This is it, yes. man. So, One and yeah. done, and it's laser mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I will say, weirdly, B.J. Davis, this is not his first film as director, and it is not his last film as director, and it should be both. Which is crazy. Yeah, the yeah, fact that this guy this kept... Is... This guy is coming cool. off of having directed... Before this, he directed White Ghost... And Quiet Thunder. Okay. Which are both. I just don't know totally... who looks at this movie and thinks, yeah, I could give this guy some money. You know? Not <laughs> seems, a lot of money, but I could seems, give this guy some money. Uh he made in nineteen seems, uh, I think uh, of okay. the other ones he's directed, I think I wanna do nineteen ninety four's Stick Fighter. Stick Fighter? Stick Fighter, said? yeah. Stick Fighter. He fights okay, people yeah, with let's sticks. Mmm. <laughs> And he also did something that I'm now uh, obsessed with that's a TV special called Charlie Sheen's oh, no. Stunt Spectacular. Because when I think oh, big stunts, no. I think Charlie Sheen? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Apparently it's just a TV documentary about how stunts are made that Charlie Sheen hosts. Okay. But it is okay. just like, there's just something funny about it being Charlie Sheen's an amazing look at the world of Hollywood's colossal stunts and the people that make them possible. Hosted by Charlie Sheen. Got okay. It. Man, I'm... we got a lot of stuff here. Holy shit. Yeah, this guy... He directed some meatloaf videos? His directing <laughs> career is all over the place, man. He did He did direct two episodes of Renegade, which is a Stephen uh... J. Canal show that is a total action shelf TV series. Mm-hmm. about a cool guy who rides a motorcycle and fights crime yeah with Lorenzo yeah, Lamas um, <laughs> we have the oh my god Stephen J. Canal was a recurring character on it I didn't know he acted he probably shouldn't 
Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Boy, there's, it's just, ew, boy. Yeah. Yeah, looking at this guy's career, it's just, it's a lot of meh. He's in something called. Okay. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I just this is the last one. He's in something called. Yeah, yeah. Punks, but it's an acronym. P U N K S. Punks, starring. What does it stand for, John? Oh, what does it stand? For? That's what I'm trying to find out here. Uh, but I'll just say it stars Randy Quaid and Henry Winkler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know what that, what that what? that's that's a pairing I don't think cinema was ready for. This is clearly okay, like so, a kids uh, action movie. A group of misfit teens mm-hmm. uh, evade a corrupt scientist when they steal and attempt to return a suit that delivers supernatural strength to its wearers. Dude, this Ooh, I, I think we have threatened Yeesh. to do like a month of kids action movies on here, and this is totally. Oh, gonna... Jessica Alba's in this. Movie. This is this is real early Jessica Alba. Similar to we saw a tiny little Mila Kunis in that Santa movie. I think this is a similar yeah. thing where it's like future star. Yeah, look at her. She's like you know ten or whatever in this movie. Jesus. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. That's a that's a real low point for Mr. Winkler, who's an actor I love. But good lord. Yeah, good yeah lord. we both love him here, but uh, yeah. He's the best. All right. Uh, Let's get into what this movie is. <laughs> um, were yes. you as what obsessed, is this movie, John? Were you as obsessed with this song as I was that they just keep cueing? <laughs> uh, you mean the song that played literally four or five times throughout the movie? The song yeah. called Mercenary yeah. Man? Mercenary Man. Uh, dream Within a Dream. <laughs> wheel Within a Wheel, John. Uh, In the violence of the night. That's the part because the they of the night. in the violence of the night is the first, and because they, they keep every time they cue it, they start from that. So that really got burned into my head last night. Just I was just walking mm-hmm. around after the movie, and just it would in my head just go in the violence of the night. I'm like, no, stop, <laughs> mercenary man, stop it. Um, I want to see if I can find the song so we can play it on the because it's. It, I mean, like we said, normally I wouldn't, but it is played so much in this movie. It's and crazy. also, it's not credited to anybody. Nobody has claimed ownership the, of this song. I know. That's the thing I love most. That's credited to a performer, <laughs> but no one wants to take credit for writing or composing. Here we go. <laughs> Let's see. If Research I, shows this. Don't all right. Hang on. That's an ad. Um, but uh, let me say, let me. Here we go. I think you should be able to hear this, Lisbon. Oh, my God. Another ad. Thanks, YouTube. Jesus. Uh, sorry. We know. We love the folks at YouTube. What are we talking about? Can you hear it? Ooh, there's lasers in the song. It, I think they want this to be like a Bond, like it has a theme song, like a Bond movie. But, oh god, it's it's the most. <laughs> it's so 1989, man. By the way, I just want to see if this gets us copyright struck on YouTube, because that would mean someone would have to. There it is. it's one of those things that it sounds like a lot of other 80s pop songs if you're not paying attention you're like oh i've probably heard this yeah i just want to see if we can get to the there it is 
I'm kind of bummed it isn't a title track, though, and the song is called Laser Mission. Here's yeah, a laser. It actually makes me think, though, was this movie called Mercenary Man at one point? They wrote the song and then changed the title. Because I've seen movies It'd like be that. be a better name for a movie. Well, I, that's not true. It'd be a better name for this movie. Yeah. Um, and there's not actually. I, I have no in indication this of this, but was this meant to kick off the adventures of Michael Gold as a franchise? I think so. Yeah, it, think it so. has that it's vibe seen, to it. Well, like really I said, that's like the it. thing about it. Yeah. It does feel, if I saw this as the pilot for, like, a syndicated action show, I'd be like, okay. Because it has that feeling. Like, this is the two-part mm-hmm. pilot for the Michael Gold show. Um, yes. Yeah, definitely. And who is Michael Gold, Lisman? I don't know. <laughs> oh, who's playing him? Well, no, it's Brandon uh, Lee, obviously. Okay. But I'm talking about, like, the But char- who is he? Yeah, well, so the character is a guy who works for the government but isn't an agent he's a independent yeah. contractor who like works mm-hmm. for i don't think they ever actually say but it's basically like the cia right i don't think they actually call it the cia though they don't give a name to the agency at all mm-hmm. My, what's interesting about this dynamic is that they are both paying him money to yep. do their dirty work he's while a mercenary. also looking down on him for I know. taking money for doing dirty work. <laughs> they're the ones paying. Yeah. yeah. And then like they... I what what's worse, you know? What in this equation, who's worse? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're literally both equally bad. Handing this guy a check and then going, "You trash gold." <laughs> <laughs> and also he seems to be pretty heroic throughout the movie. Why is he trash to that? Like I don't that's the thing I he, it's just because he is a like a mercenary. Yeah, but it's right? but once it's again, it's just the but, concept of mercenary. But as we're talking about, they have chosen to hire a mercenary. Yes, <laughs> that's so and weird. And he doesn't really have an arc because he doesn't start out not giving only giving a shit about the money, mm-hmm. and then you know, but he's he always seems pretty noble all the way through yeah he's a pretty he's a pretty one note character and that's what i'm saying i i don't know that i can really say like brandon lee is bad in this because like it's not like anybody else would have because i in fact actually quite the opposite i would say because brandon lee has charisma this movie could have if this was fucking dudikoff or Gary yeah. Daniels or Wincott or mm-hmm. something, this would be way less watchable. Brandon Lee at least yes. has a base level, uh, as we said, charisma that makes this total yes. nothing character reasonably watchable. Yes, and he is incredibly attractive. He, that that is also an this he's just that one, guy is just one of the handsome. most attractive men. Like yeah. his dad was a yeah. good looking guy, but man, he's yes. even. I mean that. You talk about the, the movie star. You just like that face, man. Belongs on a movie poster. He yes. is looking yes, good. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. he's and he's Maggie tall. and I were both uh, uh, <laughs> enjoying just watching him on screen. Yeah, he's man. Just very attractive. I so, I, yeah. I I am always bummed that this guy uh, died when he did, not only because it was a horrible tragedy, but yeah. yeah, there could have been decades of Brandon Lee movies. Yeah, he'd be one of our favorites yeah. probably. Um, because definitely, uh, you've seen the crow, right, Lesman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crow, yeah. like that. Th- that's the the saddest thing of all is he died making the movie that would have launched him to superstardom. That was yeah, the exactly. perfect role for him in a great movie. Yeah. He had a great director, Alex Proyas, who directed that, and it was like, man, mm-hmm. this thing is tailor made for this guy. 
Uh, so, yeah. but here, yeah, it's it's him elevating the material as best he can. He's not getting any help mm. from the female lead, who is awful, truly atrocious. Yeah, yeah, she's her... really bad. Just the writing the sound is bad. Of her voice. Yeah, the writing is bad, but she is also living up to how bad that writing. You know, I, mean? like... I I don't I don't believe her being capable in any way shape or form no the performance she's giving does not give that indication i will say i I was Uh, watching the movie for a good half hour going why do i know this woman where have i seen her and i should just know that the 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 answer is one of two places and she's in both of those places and that is seinfeld (laughs) and star trek oh really yeah she's in an episode of seinfeld she's uh she plays (laughs) Here's the thing. Most, like, attractive women when they're on Seinfeld, you're like, they were a Jerry love interest. She was a Kramer love interest. Uh, And she actually gets murdered in Seinfeld, which is very rare. What? Yeah. It's it's during the the two-parter where Kramer moves to L.A. to become an actor and then gets accused of being the smog strangler. Kramer is (laughs) falsely accused of being a serial killer. And this is a woman Kramer dates, and then she gets murdered. And they think Kramer killed her. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy, uh, and, yeah, and then she's yeah. in. She has small parts in both a Deep Space Nine and a Voyager. She's been on a lot of things. No, she's worked a lot for, of like not a ton, but a lot considering how terrible she is. I mean, she's yeah bad. I really, really bad. She's in this. really bad. Truly and, atrocious. And like, I I didn't think she was going to be the female protagonist when she was introduced. No, because because she was this, so obnoxious. This like, woman. Well, that's clearly this, this is a one off scene with this woman. This obviously. woman cannot nope. carry a scene. My God. No. Oh my God. Absolutely I really. Not. Yeah. So that that really hurts. They and have the supposed chemistry. None. Yeah. Oh, there is it, the chemistry yeah. is non-existent in this movie. Yeah. It's really yeah, painful exactly. to watch. Like it's it's Yeesh. it's rough to sit through. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not like there's a lot of other good performances in either. We it, thank God nope. Brandon Lee is here. Uh, it's basically just Brandon Lee. Like there's some truly next level amateur acting in this. It's movie. pretty bad. Uh, yeah, it is like man stuff that it's it's like on the level of Richard Iowata. Yeah. There, there is, especially dark once place. you start getting dark into like place. the the bad guys and stuff. Yes, holy shit! John, yeah, the bad guys all have very, very thick accents. Yeah. that are impossible to understand. This is again one of those movies where if you don't have the subtitles on, <laughs> you can't follow. You it. won't know no. anything that's happening. And of course, the subtitles that are written for this movie are auto-generated. Yes, yeah, so they're uh, also so they're usually wrong. Yeah, they they uh, they actually they make it only slightly easier to follow because, like I said, I was still baffled as to what was going on. Yes, and I think you can yes. only do so much when there's lots of stuff missing. Or, I yes. it does feel like it feels like this is a movie that to save money they just kept going. You know what? Uh, we don't need these pages, and they're tearing them out of a script. Going, oh, we don't have to shoot this, do we? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, is there okay? Wait, is yeah. there have we? Told, have we given the basic premise of the movie? I don't. I don't actually think we have. I mean, so uh, okay. By the way, all you need to know. <laughs> I did write this down. Did you love when the title of the movie formed in lasers at the beginning? It went laser mission in the violence of the night. So yeah, they. What happens is 
okay and this is this you got to help me here we got to figure this out because this plot together so okay okay the oh the movie starts at this fancy party where bad guys steal a big diamond uh the verbig diamond i believe is what it's called oh the verbig diamond (laughs) which is very subtle yeah uh i didn't it's uh... definitely not very big diamond (laughs) it's just they went so in the original draft they said they called it the very big diamond somebody goes that's stupid they go what if we just took the y out of very perfect <laughs> we took the y out of very and squished them together for yeah. big yeah. diamond oh no one will know what uh, we're yeah, doing that then that right. that's clever writing yeah uh, <laughs> that so that's the level of writing you can expect yeah. from the rest of this film dude that's just off the bat i was like okay i understand this movie now great that piece of writing makes unobtainium seem smart I was just about to bring up unobtainium. What is worse, very big diamond or unobtainium? I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't know what's stupider. Well, they're both equally stupid, but James Cameron wins some points for putting for adding three letters instead of just subtracting one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it. That, that is true. It, it yeah. was slightly more work. <laughs> Okay. And unobtainium okay. So if, is, I don't know. Though, so but, on the scoreboard, on the scoreboard between Avatar and Laserman, yeah. that's one thing that Avatar has slightly. But I'll say, I'll say this, and this is where Laser Mission, uh, Avatar is a gigantic, like $250 million movie, so it should know better. So you know what? It just shifted back to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so and many here, yeah, the so writers many, never made anything else. That's what I mean. Before so after, many so, people yeah. have to approve an Avatar that somebody should have caught that. Here, I totally well, believe that they let that slide. I'm pretty sure there was plenty of people who thought that naming something unobtainium was stupid. But, but are you going to tell James gonna Cameron? Who's going to say no to James Cameron? Right, that's exactly. That's the problem. Because he loves to go, people said it wasn't going to work. Anyway, they, yeah. they this diamond is stolen by, uh-huh. also, gotta love the reach for, what's the bad guy's name in this? General Kalashnikov. Just literally named <laughs> after a gun. I mean, it's a na- I understand. It's a guy's name. The guy, A guy made the Kalashnikov, and that's why it's called Still that. But no. come on. He's a Russian bad guy named after the most famous Russian gun. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. I will say... I could not tell him and the other bad guy apart. They're the same I guy. I didn't realize there was two. I didn't realize there's two separate ones. Because there's the because... general guy and then there's the tracker yes. guy. But they're both Russians in uniforms. There's the general I who's the tracker then? Wait, hold on. That's Eckhart. There's Kalashnikov and there's Eckhart. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So but they they're the same guy as far as I'm concerned. They look very very similar. And they're both I dressed in, in Soviet uniforms people. and they're both doing yes. terrible accents. Yes, and they're both in most of the same scenes together. Cuz I thought uh, uh when uh when Brandon Lee kills Eckhart, I thought, oh, shit, he killed the general guy. And then when I, I Kalashnikov the came out again, I'm like, wait, that was a different guy, wasn't it? Oh, my God. It could have been. It might not have been. <laughs> that, that's the thing, because oh my God. Kalashnikov, Kalashnikov is dies four or five times in this movie. You know the thing at the end of Die Hard where the, the yeah. blonde yeah. Uh, yeah. terrorist yeah. comes out and he... Mm-hmm. You think he's dead, but this movie does that, but like four times, four almost separate, times. almost to the point where I'm going, is this a joke? Is there were several? Exactly. Did you have this thought during this movie where I'm going, is this movie a parody? 
There were a couple times when I'm going, is this a, I don't think it is a spoof, but there's so, there are a couple moments where this movie's so dumb that I'm going, you guys have to know this is silly, right? You'd think. It definitely yeah. wants to have a sense of humor. Uh, By the way, the guy who plays Kalashnikov is also in Space Mutiny. Do you know Space okay. Mutiny, Is that... No, no, Space no. Mutiny is a legendary episode of MST3K that is also a movie mm. we should definitely cover on here. Uh, it, is, up now it is a movie. Uh, it is a movie famous for having uh, uh, golf cart chases. They basically drive <laughs> around the space station in golf carts as if it's an exciting action sequence, and all of its space now, footages uh, reused B footage from Battlestar Galactica. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Now I have seen uh, golf cart chases in the movie Hobgoblins. Uh, it very similar. Very similar vibe. Yeah. Except this one's in space, and it's a space mutiny. Okay. Perfect. Space mutiny. We got Very. Gotta watch that. It's a very stupid movie that would totally fit. We have. And to. by the way, there is a riff tracks of this movie, Laser Mission. They did cover it on riff oh. tracks, which I, I want to see. That's a perfect. That. This is a perfect movie for an MST3K yes. or a Rift Tracks. Now, did you happen to see in Definitely. your trivia, Lisman, that Brandon Lee was not the original choice of leading man for this? I did see that, yeah. And did you yeah. see uh, the man who 100% makes complete sense that this seems... This actually, I'm shocked he isn't the star of this because this seems like his kind of vehicle. And that's one David Hasselhoff. Yes. Now, <laughs> do you think this movie would have been better or worse with the Hoff? Ooh, objectively worse but i think he would have fit the tone better you know what i mean like it would have been we would be more okay yes here, yes watching this you're like oh no brandon lee deserves better if it was the hoff we'd be going yep this makes sense yep this is where he should be and he would yeah. still be yeah. better than everybody else in the movie because the hoff is not like a terrible yes. actor but he's a cheesy actor yes yes exactly. um but the, the, uh, and this is this movie uh, bathes in the river of ham, as it were. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. This thing is just ham on celluloid. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> it's really... I'm just trying to see, what was Hasselhoff doing that he could have said no to this? Because, like, he's doing a Knight bunch Rider? of bullshit. Knight uh, Rider had ended in 86, so he's three years out from Knight Rider. Okay. Of course, he's two years out from making the Knight Rider TV movie, though. Uh, okay. Oh, he's trying to get the pop career going at this point. Oh, wait, okay. he's just he's just starting Baywatch. Okay. So okay. so yes. This makes sense. Yes. Okay. Now I follow. He's making Baywatch because yes. okay. that started. Yeah, that's, that's, that starts eighty nine. So he's just gone from one iconic show to starting up another one. Um, yes. Yeah. Because. You, so, you, that, I mean, that's a pretty good move on his part. You know? Agreed. Uh, yeah, that actually, I mean, so, because yeah. uh, I'm going like, what clout did he have to say no to something like this? Okay, Baywatch makes sense. That was, as yes. stupid as that show was, that show was hugely popular. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, you know he made a Nick Fury movie, right? The Marvel character? Nope. Okay. Didn't know well, that. Well, we'll be watching it when we do our Marvel month. Oh. So. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's a huge So we're going to be watching the Nick Fury movie. We're going to be watching uh, Albert Pyong's uh, Captain, Captain America. America we're going to be watching the uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher. And we're going oh, to be watching course. the Sci-Fi Channel-made Man-Thing movie. So get ready for that <laughs> month, folks. All winners. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh no! Yeah, and we'll have a, a cadre of comic book guests that month. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I want to subject uh, very talented comic book creators to those movies. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, I think that's fair. that's going it, to be it's the... what they get for being successful. Yeah. And talented. Oh, you write yeah. good comics, yeah. you get to watch the shittiest comic book movies. <laughs> be inspired by this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Th- they steal this diamond because. With this diamond, they can make a laser weapon. But here, here's where the movie loses me. Okay, I, yes. I go with that. And that's this total... is where the movie loses you? <laughs> this is where... Okay. okay. The, mo- I mean, the, di- the laser diamond thing is total, like, sci-fi gobbledygook nonsense. But here's the thing that... Yes. So it, it, they need the diamond, but they also need the professor, which is Ernest Borgnine, who knows mm. how to turn this into a laser... But then late in the movie, they're talking about there's also a nuclear component to it. Oh, I missed that. I completely missed that. Because he talks about uh. I, he. other people have figured out how to make lasers, but he's the only one who's figured uh-huh. out how to combine laser technology with nuclear technology. Do you think they're just <laughs> throwing a bunch of words together that well, sounds scary? scientific? Totally, because like, I'm going like, what do you, if you have a fucking death ray, what do you also need nuclear weapons for? <laughs> like, well, you know, both uh, both technologies were derived from uh, from uh, relativity you know, science. That so was the Einstein. I, I Einstein the goes there. nuclear weapons, lasers, um. <laughs> nuclear weapons, space laser weapons, and then you got to watch you know, out for those uh, space lasers. You can ask Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, about that. <laughs> Gotta watch John, out for we could them. have a mo- uh, an entire month dedicated to space lasers. Oh, we could. Space uh, lasers are so prevalent. They are so prevalent. And at this point, Bond has already done at least two space laser three. movies. Three at this has point? Has there been three? Well, there have been three has by now. Because, uh, oh, at this point. Yeah, okay, at yes, this yes, point, yes. yes. Yeah. No, yeah, because okay. uh, Man with the Golden Gun definitely has space lasers. Mm-hmm. Moonraker certainly mm-hmm. has space lasers. And then you're also talking yes. about Die Another Day will also do a space laser. Die Another Day will do a space laser, and I guess Goldeneye is not actually a space laser. It, yeah, it's uh, it's satellite nonsense, though. It's pretty close. It's in the sphere. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, I already Bond fans, I know, Die Another Day, it's not technically a space laser. It is refracting the sun to blast down at the Earth. Oh, but it's turning whatever. it into a laser beam. I'm sorry, it's a space laser. Wasn't there a space laser in... Uh... Never Say Never Again. Am oh. I misremembering that? Oh, I think you might be right about that. But Never Say Never Again, we just try it's not to talk about It's technically not a Bond movie. I know, yeah. Thank God. And it's fu- that movie's awful. It's it's terrible. We could actually probably do that on it. We could make a case for that as an action shelf movie, really. Um, not, yeah, that, not that I want to yeah, watch it again. but um, Yeah. but Because uh, yeah. we could do a whole month of just these, these Bond ripoffs. There's a billion of these. We could. Uh, yeah. That, I, honestly, I'd be fine with that. It might be. We'll have to get Ibrahim on for that. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You could so, do Secret Agent Super Dragon. Do you Secret, remember, it's Secret remember Agent Secret Super Agent. Dragon. Uh, have you ever seen Never yeah, Too classic. Young to Die? Nope. Never Too that. Young to Die is John Stamos's James Bond type movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. John Stamos. Yeah, I think this was. That. I think this was pre-Full House fame, you know. Oh, okay. So I think, yeah, I think this was a time when he couldn't, but it is, uh, it is awful. And Gene Simmons is the bad guy Mm. in it. Gene Simmons of Kiss, who, (laughs) folks, 
We're we're only a couple weeks out from another Gene Simmons movie on the action Okay, I was here. just about to say, we've never done a Gene Simmons oh, movie. Oh, I believe we have two sh- on the calendar show. upcoming. So we already okay, have two uh, upcoming Gene Simmons uh-huh. movies. So don't worry, folks. Great. Gene Simmons. Is one, is one of them called Kiss of Death? Is that a... Sadly, no, but we do. We will get Runaway, and we will get Wanted, Dead or Alive. So um, okay, great. Uh, we're gonna get Wait, to that's see a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> it's on, also it's also a movie where Rudger Hauer fights Gene Simmons. Um, we could do what we could do a month dedicated to uh, rock stars. Uh, yes, uh, rock stars trying action. to act. Because we did yeah, do, we had yeah. Bon Jovi on the show, of course. Remember exactly. Yeah, uh, for vampires, Los Muertos. Los Muertos. Um, uh, so you got of course the most mexican rock star they could find john bon jovi uh mm-hmm. yeah that's so, what i think of. uh so that yes this laser's been uh this laser's been stolen and so the u.s government's like oh no that's bad but what would really be bad is if the bad guys also kidnapped ernest borgnine so we mm. have to call in secret agent michael gold who's not a secret agent he's a mercenary and we're gonna be shitty to him about that that's a so, that, it's okay. the weirdest choice to make him a mercenary or it is it is the weirdest. like choice, because yeah. the, he doesn't function like a mercenary like you're talking about where's no. the storyline about a guy who's like i'm where's the han solo thing right i'm just in it for the money exactly instead he exactly. just in every scene he just reads as like a james bond kind of government operative just make him a fucking CIA or NSA or DOD or this whatever a, combination it, of letters you want to put right. together. If this is a top secret mission, yeah, why would you hire a mercenary to take care of it? That's not going to keep it top secret. Well, right? no, that's that, the, that's the that's, thing that gets me about like there's nothing about this. The only reason you would hire like a mercenary is they're going like we don't want to be involved. We want to be able to disavow this as the government, right? But what about this right, mission exactly. would be something the U.S. would want to keep under wraps? Yeah, yeah. We don't want to let them know that we want to take down this space laser. But then, but then, they put one of their agents on him. Yes, yes. So then what's the point of any of it? They, just have her just have her do it. <laughs> they hire a mercenary to do a mission that they don't trust. So instead, they still pay him to do a mission, but also send one of their agents to shadow him. What are you doing? Is that doing? because he's the best of the best? Is that why? I guess so. He's got to be. Like there could have been a, a a sequence where they're like trying to like hire him and he refuses to join right. the CIA cuz he likes you know, he likes being his own boss, you know what I mean? Uh, or something. There, you know what's and weird like, is there's well, not We'll even... hire you, but we don't trust you. Uh, there's not even a moment when he's just like, hey, I don't work for you, man. You don't even get that. Right. There is nothing nope. about this character that is like, he's nope. a mercenary, man. He writes his own. The <laughs> other thing you could do with a mercenary, they would never do this in this, because this is such a weirdly pro-American movie for a guy who's a mercenary. But the other thing is, that you would do with a mercenary plot is the government who asked him to do something. He goes, Hey man, I don't work for your fucking flag. Like what you're doing is wrong. America. I'm going to take it on myself. That's the other thing you do, but that this movie has no interest in that. Anyway, Nope. He goes to, where is this? Where, by the way, where is this movie shot? I know it's supposed to be in Africa. Okay. Well, it was shot. I don't know where, I don't know where they shot. They shot in, uh, they shot in Namibia. Yes, and that is where the movie takes place. Yeah. Can uh, I say another movie that's shot in Namibia is Mad Max Fury Road? 
which uh, I, oh. I would say their desert photography is a little bit better. Oh, you think? Uh, really? A lot of stuff. Uh, Namibia is is a very common place to shoot like desert action stuff. That is often where movies yeah. go to shoot big desert sequences. So yeah. Uh, yeah. this this is one of those movies though that's like uh, shot in Namibia and then interior shot on sound stages in Germany to yeah. save money. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of thing where it's like n- even though this is an American production, none of this was shot in America. Even the stuff like the idea about like. Well, we'll go to Namibia for the exteriors, which is cool, although this movie's so incompetently shot, other than it just being vaguely the... De- well, we watched Firewalker, which also had desert sequences, and that's a canon mm-hmm. movie, and that looked better. Those desert sequences were better. Way better. Way better. And yeah. that's a pretty yeah. stupid movie, but that movie's... I mean, this movie makes Firewalker look like a masterpiece. Well, ye- well yeah, because as soon as they get to the desert, this movie falls apart. It becomes nonsense. <laughs> so he it's go- just a series of scenes. I, I do. You gotta love his undercover disguise of just wearing glasses. Michael Gold puts on a pair of glasses, mm-hmm. yeah, so he can sneak mm-hmm. the in. Clark Kent disguise, yeah. And this guy is asking, like, well, what line of business are you in? And he says some like the guy at the immigration counter, right? And he says like, what does he say? Something? Oh, you mean you mean the only uh, <laughs> uh, person who is black in this movie who has any dialogue? Is that who you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, for a movie set in uh, Africa, for some reason, there's only one black guy. It is also weird. Like, why is this Africa? It's all like Russians and stuff. Like, none of it has anything. It's not to do- only Russians. It's Russians. It's Cubans. Yeah. It's South Americans. It's there's all- probably Germans. Like, it's, yeah. Well, there is Germans. The the the. Uh, oh, uh, the guy who plays Eckhart, the tracker, is Werner Pochtath. Uh-huh. Exactly, yes. I mean, he's a German actor, or he's what, Austrian. Do, do sorry, they think yeah. this is like a social, or like a Soviet sort of hub of all that's, of the communist states? Well, that's the very 1989 thing, where it's like all the communist bad guys have gotten together. Yeah, they all get along, and they hang out together. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, was like... Uh, Man, like, they weren't all friends just because they were all no. communist. In fact, that's kind of one of the problems is there was a lot of infighting within the communist countries. And, you know, yes. they all hated America. The but they, that... why the Soviet Union uh, collapsed. Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It didn't really work, yeah. uh, you guys, uh, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and we're right. That's the other thing, too, is we're right at the end of the Soviet Union. So we're this movie is coming in just under the wire for Soviet bad guys. <laughs> Like the the, the producers of the movie are like, fuck, we got to release this before the Soviet Union collapses. The Berlin Wall falls this year. You know, like, that's the thing where you go, like. Do you think it's because of this movie? Yeah, I think this movie ended. No, we. Listen, we all know it was Rocky IV that ended the Cold War. It's that speech Stallone gives at the end of Rocky IV about how we're not so different, everybody. Um, (laughs) When the Russian crowd stops cheering for Drago and starts cheering for Rocky. Um, yeah, but he has this line here where the guy asks him like, "What business are you?" And he says some bullshit about like asset management or whatever. And then we get uh-huh. our fir- there's a lot of one liners in this movie. We get his first. He there goes, is. he goes, let's put it this way: I'll always have a job. <laughs> cool. Oh, it's like human psychology or like yeah, it's something about humanity like studies or yeah, something he's basically like is it, yeah some sort of like psychological management of workers or. I mean, yeah, it's 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 one yeah. of the it's one of those things which actually is a, a thing in real espionage work where you give like a bland, boring mm-hmm. title to your job. The people go like, mm-hmm. "Who cares?" Yes. But but then yeah. then what you don't do as a secret agent is go because I'm really a secret badass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> uh, yeah, generally, James you know. Bond's covers, he works for Universal Exports, which sounds mm-hmm. super boring, mm-hmm. right? That's his thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So this is. <laughs> He goes and you gotta love already this movie, the epic scope of this movie. He's gonna meet with Ernest Borgnine just on a bench on the mm-hmm. by some water. Thrilling. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. The locations. Uh, you know, because if this was a Bond movie, there'd be like a sweeping vista. Yeah. Uh, you get this like you coastal get, town. You get none of those kind of establishing travel log moments of James Bond movies. Because one of the big appeals yeah. of, of, of these globetrotting spy adventures is the locales, right? And there's yeah, no sense of yeah. location in this movie, even though it actually is shot in an exotic location. <laughs> That's what's crazy. <laughs> You'd think it was filmed in, like, Southern California. Uh, I had, That's why I had to look that filmed, up and go, they no. didn't, I'm going, wait, they really did go to Namibia? How would you fucking shoot that? Like, we're talking about, you look at something like, Fury Road or any number of these other movies. Uh, the Flight of the Phoenix was shot there, um, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. those are those are big widescreen, you know, desert vistas and stuff. And here this movie's mm-hmm. just going, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, you know, whatever. Here's here's Brandon Lee on a bench <laughs> by some water. It's not even like a big ocean. It's like it looks like if dude this looks like we went down to like one of the bridges here in portland and just shot something on it it would look the same yes yes because they don't really show the ocean at all no 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 it's but it's just one of those things where it's like that's not even a budget thing all they had to do was turn the camera around nah nah Mm -hmm. too much work Eh. so anyway uh ernest borgnine is ranting on about science and then brandley hits us with another uh, one-liner is because he goes, well, didn't you study this in school? And Brandon Lee says, me? I specialized in recess and girls. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that is this movie. Yeah. That is that is like, a, hey, divorced dad's at home. <laughs> you like this guy. Yeah, this is my kind of guy right here. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like this Michael Gold character. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he does look vaguely ethnic, but other than that, I really like. This guy. I well, I think that is the thing though. It's like Brandon Lee's like, well, he's only half Asian, so I'm cool with him because he still looks yeah. pretty Caucasian to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not like his dad. I could never, re- you know, I never could relate to his dad. Uh, <laughs> I do feel like, yeah, Brandon Lee. Uh, who is awesome, but is also like mm, more palatable to my taste uh, <laughs> for reasons I can't fully explain. Uh, hmm. <laughs> never... I'm not saying I'm racist or anything. Because I'm dead. Uh, oh, these are also guys yeah. who go racist. I'm the least racist person alive. There is nothing funnier to me than when total asshole conservatives go, "I'm the least racist person in the world." Like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, if there was a competition for who was the least racist, <laughs> which racist I always love the, the idea world, of, I would win of being able to quantify that. This guy's more racist than that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So of yeah. course, well, there's a grading scale, obviously. Uh, uh, can we talk yeah. about the fact that Michael Gold is a horrible secret agent because they are instantly mm-hmm. captured by bad guys, and this is one of sure like are. three or four scenes in the movie where he is instantly captured, not as like part of a plan, but just because of incompetence. Yep. Yes. Because they're captured. And they don't even like. <laughs> go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, no, no. 
<laughs> what I'm going to say no, is they're no, going to capture him, put him in jail, and then execute him by guillotine. Yeah, that seemed a little uh, <laughs> archaic. I don't know. Yeah, I, I understand you guys are a bunch of random Soviets out in the desert, but guillotine? Who brought the guillotine? Nobody. They sh- it should have been a firing squad. Firing like, squad like, or what? hanging feels like where it would be in this compound, right? Like, yeah, I don't understand yeah. where... <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we're going to guillotine this guy. I mean, the only reason the guillotine here is so that Brandon Lee can use it to take out one of the henchmen. Oh, yeah, because uh, he also instantly escapes, of course. He does He does instantly escape. Yes. But what does he yeah, not do true. is save Ernest Borgnine. He escapes, and he shoots a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. I did like him with the uh, the automatic shotgun. That's cool. That was pretty cool. It's a cool-looking gun, you know? It's not... I mean, no weapon in this movie properly, but like, yeah, you know. he, but, but was, and, and he and cool and he's a good physical action actor, and he's he is yes. trying to do cool poses with it and stuff. He's he's yes. he's trying, man. Brandon Lee is so ready to lead an action movie, and this movie is just letting oh, yeah. him down. Exactly. Uh, he yes. does do a cool thing where he. Uh, the, one of the only cool things that actually did feel kind of Bondian is the gun is out of ammo, but he puts it to a guy's head and then throws that gun at the guy and grabs his gun. That I thought was yes. pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, all right. That's, the, that's it when it comes to the choreography. Don't yeah. expect anything else good after that. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes back to the U.S. and they're like, the fuck, man? The one thing we sent you to do is get <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. And he's like, I'm sorry, why are you not happy that I'm still alive? Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, "That's it. I'm, go- but I'm gonna go back out there." And they say, "Okay, well, you you got to track him down, uh, uh, and 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 we're gonna send you the lead. We're gonna give you a lead here by sending you to find this guy's daughter." Sure. Which, of yes, course, because this movie's definitely movie is- his actual daughter. Yeah, because oh yeah, I I started to clock that pretty quick. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but I also love because this movie's eighty four minutes. They go, we're going to send you the location of this guy's daughter. Cut to, he's talking to the daughter. You I mean, like, there's no, yes. there's no, James Bond would have to, like, track the daughter down, and there'd be, like, a whole scene about it. But because this movie's 84 minutes, we just need to cut to, he's talking to her. Yeah, and doesn't he approach her, like, <laughs> As, uh, in disguise, in, incognito, he has, like, a cloak over his head. He's doing, he's, like, a hunchback uh, thing? Yeah, he's doing, he's begging <laughs> like, for an money. Igor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which I love that they're having a conversation and he's continuing the facade of his commitment to this bit. Um, yeah. Oh, we we're should... supposed to think he's so good. He's well, so good at disguise. Actually, we, the scene he does before this is when he parachutes into this country and pretends oh, to God. be their general. Because Michael Gold, keep in mind, listen, on the things we know about him, master of disguise. Master of disguise master uh tactician master mm-hmm. weaponsmith like he's he can do it all he can e- do everything except for not uh, get captured by bad guys he's really bad at that well that's true <laughs> that that is true uh yeah that's true he he parachutes down uh, we completely skipped over it almost like the order of the scenes <laughs> but um, this introduces us to our favorite bumbling duo yeah yeah we of course need that in this movie uh we need to make sure they're okay by the end. Roberta we, and Ernesto, they, I think, are their names. They might be the only characters who have an arc. 
you know? They do, and it's so dumb. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. Uh, this woman yeah. who plays uh, Roberta in this is also in uh-huh. uh, both of the other two movies that uh, this guy had directed before this, White Ghost and Quiet Thunder. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, White Ghost looks pretty up. The White Ghost, we might have to. Do. This looks like a. Um, if this is a Bond ripoff, White Ghost looks like a Rambo mm-hmm. ripoff. Great, yeah, let's do it. That's what we want. Oh, it's got Rosalind Chow from Star Trek in it, though. I love her so. Okay. Yeah. And William Cat, yeah. who was the greatest American hero on TV back then. So. And apparently, so according to trivia, uh, according to IMDb trivia for that movie, it has a body count of 142 people. So. Jesus Christ, we have to watch that. That's uh, a lot of people that die in that, that movie. Is a, Holy that is a shit. I, don't, I wonder what movie has the highest kill count. You know what I mean? There's uh, got to be... I'm Googling it right now. Well, I I guess there's like apocalypse movies where... Yeah, I don't... You know, yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. The 10 films with the highest on-screen body count. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I like that we're just not talking about this uh, this movie. Eh, There's nothing to talk about. Hey, yeah. one of our favorites, 1992's Hard Boiled, 307 on-screen deaths. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, ooh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, 558. Whoa. Okay. That's, yeah, ooh, I guess ooh. that makes sense. Uh, this, this makes sense. 300 has 600 on set on screen death. that that does make sense yeah that yeah. has a yeah. lot of because 300 of them at the very least are gonna be you know, oh here's one so you don't think fun. about because it's not like violent like like graphic but this lists the most on-screen deaths lord of the rings the return of the king 836 yeah. deaths according to this that because there's a sense. lot of mass battle in that now it's once again it's not yes. gory like a 300 that really zeroes in on the killing but you do think about how many people have to fucking die in that just that battle at the end of the movie now just so they're not counting alderon getting destroyed at no this boat, is this is know? on-screen deaths as they're saying this is people who well, are technically actually... that was on screen and <laughs> let, let me say like planet get destroyed yeah that, but that's the kind of stuff where it's like <laughs> oh yeah if a nuke goes off in a movie or something like that you can right but i think this right. is talking about literally like people who are physically killed on screen you know, in a, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's it would all be space movies and stuff, right? Where they're blowing the planets. Yeah. We can talk about cosmic sin. Bruce Willis wiped out yeah. an entire alien race in that. Yeah, because genocide is the only answer, John. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, all right. So yeah, he does this. He oh yeah. So Brandon Lee parachutes in and then pretends to be. Mm-hmm. This Soviet general. Well, going, he has a mustache, John. He has a fake mustache. Oh, yeah. When he's on the plane ride over, we see him gluing the mustache down, like. Uh huh. Yeah, and he's pretending to be a forget- col- or a Cuban yeah. general or a something like that. And he's yeah. doing this thing where he parachutes in these guards. He's like, "What are you guys doing? You should have seen me coming in. This is all a training exercise." Yeah, and they're all speaking English, so don't oh, every, expect them to be speaking. There is not a word of another language in this movie. <laughs> Even very, scenes where it's just little. Soviets talking to each other. Nope. Yep, yep they are speaking English. Yeah. Uh, I understand why people don't have other languages, but like it <laughs> still does drive me up the wall. So Yeah, I, I mean, it, some uh, movies, it's it's more egregious than others. This one's pretty egregious, I thought. Because like sometimes because there's so many different nationalities. Yeah. Like, 
and it's because even like a bond movie and even even a bond movie will have like russians talking to russians speak russian you know what i mean like that's the thing where it's like yeah yeah, yeah when they're talking exactly. to james bond they're talking to english but if it's just that they're still like what <laughs> here like unless is, it, it unless it's a very clear choice like, like a hunt for red october chernobyl. yeah chernobyl or hunt for red october yeah hunt for october i like, still think does the coolest thing which is when they're all speaking it's english but then when they're speaking to the americans we hear them speaking russian yes and so it's yes. all just like our perception as an audience depending it's on kind of like perspective a we're watching 13th from. warrior with yeah Antonio banderas Ooh, you un- that movie? underrated similar gem. thing he's like super underrated uh yeah he's like listening to them talking and as he's figuring it out it slowly turns into english so you start to understand it with him which is really cool yeah um yeah but, but uh I love yeah, it, not man. not this movie. Anyways, not talking about this movie. <laughs> We're net. Yeah, um, well, this movie's just so boring. So anyway, yeah. So he does find the daughter, and I don't quite understand why he's doing this hunchback bit, but he is. I don't know. Um, but then it, there's if a. If anything, he's he's drawing more attention to himself. Yeah. Well, and of course now our bumbling guards are looking for him, and it leads to this chase across these rooftops. Which leads to him jumping on this pole and crashing into somebody's window and hitting with, what is this one-liner? Uh, oh, go ahead. I just dropped in to say, bon appetit. So he falls through their skylight onto their table, breaks their dining room table, yeah. and then lays... I, this happens a lot in action movies, yeah. but for some reason with this movie, I was like, well, now they're going to have to get a new table. <laughs> well, this you know, really like is... That... <laughs> this is trying very hard to be like a Roger Moore Bond scene. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but the, uh, number one, this is not a cool one-liner. In fact, I don't even really follow it, really. It's just I just dropped in to say no. Bond. It doesn't really have any... It's not commenting on anything. And he's also on his, he's also on his way out, and then he turns around, and he's like, I just got to say one yeah. more thing. Hold on, I, I just, I just uh... came up with a thing here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this just hit me. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, can I just... Uh, yeah, over here. Uh, I just dropped in to say bon appetit. Nothing? All right, I'm gone. <laughs> Nothing? Okay, I'll, I'll see, see myself out. Oh, but then that's the, end of, that's the end of the action scene. They just... he get, that's, that's how he gets away. Okay. Um, yep. Because he's got to yep. go to this hilarious combative dinner with the daughter. Boy, they really think they're doing like old movie banter here, don't they? They really, they really do, yeah. And uh, it is does not work. Painful to watch, but it does sit. Yeah. When he pulls her chair out, she says, "Such a gentleman," and he says, "Such a bitch." <laughs> that one's for all the divorced dads at home. Hell yeah! Fuck those women, man. <laughs> Am I right? They're all yeah. bitches. <laughs> yeah, just like my ex. Just like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my fucking bitch of an ex, man. I can't even see my kids. <laughs> anyway, I like this Brandon Lee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was worried when I saw that his last name was Lee, but now that I look at him, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looks Caucasian <laughs> enough for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. We did, uh, by the way, we just recorded a Meet the Monsters about the movie uh, The Great uh, Blade, 1998's Blade, which mm. has uh, Bruce Lee's daughter in it who has an awesome fight oh. scene, uh, Shannon Lee, who has a great fight scene with Wesley Snipes in that movie. Um, so go oh. check that out. 
don't know if I ever put two and two together there. Uh, I didn't actually. I've seen that way many times, her. and I didn't know that until I was looking at that. But she's one of the the henchmen for the the main vampire in that, and she gets a a, a oh, sweet okay. martial arts fight against Wesley Snipes. Cool. Um, yeah, a movie that actually has a ton of martial arts in it. Believe hmm. it or not. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like they hired a guy who is famous for being a martial Does. arts expert, and then let him do that. Um, yeah. By the way, Snipes yeah. Month is you, the marksman. <laughs> Snipes Month is upcoming, so yes. you get get things ready for Snipes September, guys. Um, oh, I'm so ready. You weird. We love Snipes around here. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But bad guy, I don't know. Like the big thing that's amazing is she knows how to use a gun too, which is our first clue. She might not be who she says. Because I did think before I. They, before they started really hinting she's not his actual daughter, when she just drops mm-hmm. a couple guys here, I thought, Jesus Christ, that's a quick jump to murder for a regular person yeah. to just be okay with. Yeah. But, yeah. of course, I guess I didn't give this movie enough credit that that was actually a clue. Ooh. Oh, this is a clever script. Mm. Uh, it's really not. <laughs> like, nope. uh, yeah, she can use a gun, too. What are they uh-huh. right here? Is this is this the uh, the car chase? Is this, this is the, the car, car chase. chase. The yeah, first this is, of several car chases. But this is the be, very A team one where they're in the van and he's leaning out. There's a lot of this is a lot of him leaning out with a machine gun and yes, also at one point a grenade that I agree mm-hmm. I had to back up to try to track the trajectory of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie also has the infinite ammo. Uh, oh God! Feature of an action show. There... His machine gun literally never runs. No, there's point. a very funny thing in this scene. He's leaning out and firing the machine gun, and it hits empty. And then he just racks mm-hmm. the slide on it and starts shooting again. I'm like, wait, no, he didn't actually put any more <laughs> ammo in it. What are you doing? He just he just hit the he just pulled the bolt back on it, as, and for some reason it reloaded the gun. I didn't follow that. Hmm, weird. That makes yeah, very strange. No sense. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like there's nobody on set who knew how guns work. Uh, to he also hmm, weird. <laughs> He has a he uh for a lot of them he's carrying a a a 1911 45 which has mm-hmm. a, a, a generally an eight round magazine maybe he mm-hmm. could get a ten round model but he probably shoots forty rounds from it in the end of this movie yes without ever oh, reloading yes. yeah <laughs> and with never reloading because again reloading can be so cool and it's it, it adds so, so much cool. tension to a to an action sequence. it really does you like, think about that. Uh, the the trailer for John Wick Chapter Four just came out, and there's a mm-hmm. thing in the trailer where John Wick is holding a guy while he reloads his pistol with one hand and then shoots him. Yeah, that's, that's cool, cool that's really man. Cool. <laughs> the John Wick movies have a lot of great reloads. They do a lot of cool stuff yes. with reloading. But no, here there's no yeah. interest in that. There's a couple times. Yeah. There's also one point later where he shoots the gun until it's empty, and you actually see the the slide lock back indicating it's mm-hmm. empty, mm-hmm. and he just hits the slide release and puts it forward and then puts it back in his holster. I'm like, no, wait, you didn't put a new magazine in it. <laughs> He's also carrying a 45, which because that's a gun with big bullets, obviously, it just inherently has, even if he's carrying like a Beretta, like a nine millimeter, you're looking more at like a 15 round magazine. But so right, he's exactly he's they can consci- only fit so many bullets in this gun. Right, and that's the thing. So they've consciously given him a high caliber gun that has a limited magazine as a result of that. No, mm-hmm. they don't fucking yes. care in this. These are movie. all things to consider. They're, these are all things you can consider I I, when constructing. 
fight scene. I don't understand how you can be an action filmmaker and not put thought to guns like this. Like like yeah. constructing yes. action sequences, choosing what guns you want for that. I just that's just, I'm sorry, that's just irresponsible. <laughs> like it's just that's the thing about yeah. people, you know, as not being a gun guy, why do I know so much about guns? Because I'm frequently writing stuff where people use guns and I want them mm -hmm. to function like they really do. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's on me as a genre writer. Yeah, I mean, yeah that the, makes sense. Because at a certain point... Know what you're working with. And it's laser yeah. mission, so at a certain point, I'm like, just give him a fucking laser gun then. Then he can have limitless yeah, Laser gun. Yeah, <laughs> there should be like a laser pistol at the end of... I like am, a big, I am, like, two-handed laser gun. Oh, something. God, if he had, like, what would be, like, a Gatlin gun or, like, a... a, a yeah, or, like, know. a Moonraker, essentially. Yeah, right? man. Oh, man, Moonraker yeah. has so much laser action down the stretch. Um, yes. I wish this movie was closer <laughs> in tone to a Moonraker. I'm so bummed. Me this too. This is not like a Moonraker. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is... But the, uh, when the... Of course, because we can't kill these goofy henchmen. So when they drive off of the side of this building into the water, yes, mm -hmm. this is where we get the bit with the wet t-shirt where the guy bumbling henchman seems to have just now realized that the woman is a woman. Yes. What is that uh, about? I think... He's just, he is like so stupid that it doesn't even, I don't, the way that he's playing this character, I'm not getting the impression he knows how to feed himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Uh, the, it, the level of cognition they're, is They're both low. stupid, but the woman is slightly smarter. And this guy is, yes, like yes. Uh, we're getting into not just dumb, but like brain damaged. Like something happened. Exactly. To this guy. There's a story. Some, here. Yeah. He, yeah. He was definitely lobotomized. Also, can no. we talk about a woman out in the field doing action and she's not wearing a bra of any sort? That, that well, seems a, a little strange. It, it, it seems like odd. It seems I mean, odd, yeah. It's yeah. just to do this. Yeah. So it's, like, it's almost like they only did that so that they could see boobs. Boobs. Uh, I mean, it, 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 boobs. You know what part I liked of the movie? Where the lady came out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I paused that a lot. I like that part. Uh. Hey, why is uh why is this VHS getting all fuzzy during this scene? I can't figure. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I they people who worked in video stores back then talked about stuff like that. Like, wasn't that the Stranger Things bit? Yeah, uh, the Fast Times at um, Ridgemont High. That that, that yeah, like yeah. and and I've heard stories of people that where they would the movie would get returned and it'd been paused and stuff so much that the tape had actually worn during that section of the movie. <laughs> Oh, the eighties when you had to like work oh, to see boobs. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're spoiled now. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, <laughs> can we talk about uh, Kalashnikov's collection of of severed heads that he threatens Ernst Borgnine with? He just has a room full of severed heads and jars. Oh, John, I forgot. <laughs> I thought you're talking. I thought you're talking about the like. Like the the room where there's a bunch of animal oh, like, stuffed heads. Yeah, that's the other guy. See, that's the thing. There's two okay. bad guys. That's the tracker guy because he's the tracker <laughs> okay. hunter. This is the general guy who's okay, going. Yes, right. Basically, he's going. You have a beautiful daughter. If you don't do what I say, I'll have to add her to my collection. And that's where he add has her to his spirit of Halloween. Level oh, these look like haunted. shit. Because you know what movie does yeah. this well and oft mentioned because it's a perfect action movie? The Mask of Zorro. Do you remember the right, bad guy has right, the right. heads and jars in that? Yes. And that's yes. cool because they never want to have the budget to make the heads look realistic. And uh, 
it's actually like a whole thing about how he doesn't respect the immigrant, you know, the migrant workers and stuff uh-huh. like that. And mm-hmm. he's literally collecting mm-hmm. their yeah. body parts. That movie like thought that out and wrote a script and made it part of a character. Here, because the other thing is, this never comes back again. Nope. No. But Ernest, it's not even and, mentioned again. And fucking Hollywood legend Ernest Borgnine is doing his best to be like, ah. These effects are so bad. You know, I was in a Best Picture winner once upon a time. Shut up, Borgnine. (laughs) Okay. This is another one. Look at this latex head. Yeah. Hey, I remember when I was working on The Wild Bunch with Sam Peckinpah. Oh, God, here we go with The Wild Bunch stories. Uh... I love the the idea that they would be like, oh, God, here we go, Borgnine. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you want to show us your Oscar again? Well, I just, I thought you guys would like to see what an Oscar. Looks. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> I should bring it on set with me every day. <laughs> he did. He's the uh, thirty-three years before this, he wins an Oscar, um, which is. Can you lo- once again? Can Sad. you can you lose an Oscar? <laughs> I can they take. I don't off? think it's ever. Happen? No. Has that ever happened? No, you can't. And even if like somebody was revealed to be like truly despicable, like that. Uh, Will Smith almost lost his. There was a debate when he slapped well, Chris Rock at the thing. There was a discussion about will is, they take the Oscar back? Which is not even close to the worst thing that somebody who's won an Oscar done. But okay, we were all that's, outraged that's about that. Do you get the feeling that nobody kind of gives a shit about that anymore, and we're all just cool with Will Smith again? Like I'll never forget that he did that. But I am like. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll see another Bad Boys movie. I, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I felt fairly indifferent about it. Like it's not something it's, I would have done. No, it's and uh, it's a, it's an objectively <laughs> shitty thing to do. Uh, and it, it, right, it, it made exactly. me think poorly of him. But I'm not sure it was like, yeah. well, this guy can't be in movies anymore. But exactly. That, that was right, the conversation exactly. for like a month after. It. People go like, that's it. Like, He'll never work again. <laughs> Like I, I don't this know. This is man. the worst thing that in, that Hollywood's ever done. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It's just like, wait, what about the this guy's worse than Harvey Weinstein, man? Hey, he may have raped like a hundred <laughs> women, but he never slapped anyone on an award show. I mean, that was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was one. And of the all most the people in- who propped up Weinstein are still working in Hollywood. But yeah, let's get Will Smith out of here. Yeah. This Will Smith law got yeah he lost control of his temper once in a decades long yeah. career and uh, fucking hell uh-huh. man he's got to go yeah I do sort yeah, of he's got to go he's got to go because uh, <laughs> like everybody's going oh we've never actually seen him do that in any other setting or anything he's not really known as a violent guy he clearly had some kind no. of breakdown um, yeah yeah it is one of those things where it is just like I don't know I did th- my thought was more like. Yeah, maybe Will Smith needs to talk to somebody about why he would go up and do that. Not, uh, not he right, needs to yeah, never exactly. be in films again. <laughs> because apparently it was things yeah, like they go like Disney can't bring him back as the genie, right? They're gonna put this guy in a kids movie. He's a menace. Okay, all right, sure, <laughs> whatever, sure. All right. Uh, oh, we do get. Uh, I'm just kind of rolling through the movie here. Uh, I'm just sort of because I I spread. I'm taking less notes on these movies more and more, and just sort of writing down key points. Uh, we do get yeah. uh Brandon Lee attacking a bad guy compound with a rocket launcher, and there is a guy on fire as a result of that, which are two I points. I wrote that down. Two points in the favor mm-hmm. of any action shelf movie. We love a rocket launcher and a guy on fire. 
This movie also has one of our favorite things, which is a guy falling out of a guard tower. That's that is also classic. There's some decent there's some decent options here for kill of the movie. Honestly. There actually are. I will which, say that is nice. That yeah. is nice because uh, I do want to talk about yeah. the guy getting that when he kicks the guy into the electric fence. That's pretty good. I like That's that. Pretty good. Or the guy that he uh, banes. You know, he yeah, man. His knee. That was awesome. <laughs> that backbreaker move. And that's the kind of thing where I kept going, yes, more of that in this movie. More, that's what this movie more needs. Of that. Yeah, you've got Brandon yeah. Lee. Have him fucking t- wait, get that gun out of his hand. Have him, t- have him start taking people out with his hands. Yeah, where's exactly. like a th- where, this movie? This movie really feels like it needs a throat rip. How does it not have? That? It really does. Yeah, yeah. Man. it's already rated R. No, go at uh, it, man. It might as well throat rip. Because. Yeah. Uh, because, dude, someday we'll talk about Roadhouse on here, which is cinema's <laughs> greatest throat rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there. Uh, uh, it's up there with uh, the uh, the testicle rip from uh, the Sonny Chiba's The Street Fighter. Oh, right. Classic. God damn, he just tears the guy's balls off in that movie. And then does that movie, that thing I love that's only in kung fu movies, where he's holding the bloody testicles and going, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't watch this. Go watch uh, the Street Fighter. The Street Fighter is one of my favorite yeah, martial arts movies. That movie's fantastic. That movie yeah. fucking rules. And by the way, tell you about a movie that does take it. That's the first movie that ever got an X rating for violence. Oh, really? Yeah, the original oh, Street Fighter is the first movie that got an X rating, not for sexual content, but for just the amount of gore in it. Uh, and right. it, it delivers, right. yeah. man. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel yeah. like this movie would be more fun if it got more grindhousey. It's a little too. Yes. It's a little too chaste in it's, its tame. in its violence yeah. and its sexuality that you're like, oh, this movie feels yes. a little immature. That yeah, the R rating is pretty shocking because honestly, dude, this could have been a PG even at this point. Really, exactly. like exactly, yeah, because this yeah, is it's not far off. It's it, it's on they the cut. level of Bond movies, which were getting PGs at this point. You know, exactly. They cut. They cut the the wet uh, shirt sequence, yeah. and I wonder if maybe yeah. it would have gotten a, something. And even I that, it feels like, I think you could have done the wet t-shirt thing, even in a PG-13 at this point. I guess that's true. Because, I mean, that's not, that's not, uh, I mean, that's not really considered nudity, and it's pretty quick, really. It's, it is, yeah. I mean, I can think of PG-13s that have. Uh, uh, you know, topless women. Uh, the Fifth Element comes to mind as having Fifth Element, yeah. much more nudity exactly. than this, and yeah. that's PG thirteen. Yeah, but that's arts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Titanic. Yes. Yep. yep. I never Titanic, understood. Another great example. How did Titanic get a PG thirteen? I've never understood that. No that idea. is wild. I think it's me. because it's James Cameron. That's what I mean. Uh, I again, yeah. Nobody says no to James Cameron. I think yeah. that's the thing. But I am going like, dude, that's like an extended. And I'm not here to say like, oh my god, I'm offended. But it's just going like, if you're playing <laughs> yeah, by we're Academy not clutching here, yeah. No, but it's just like based on your own rules, that's an extended nude scene. But right, I think somebody exactly. goes, but it's art. Fuck sure. off. <laughs> people people argue that uh pornography can be art you know mm-hmm. and, and i'm not gonna say one way or the other but like yeah it, it's just your own opinion and your but i can think uh, of some other really artsy scenes where nudity is more integral to the plot that got slapped with an right. r so you know that kind exactly. of stuff where you're going yeah like, yeah because yeah, that's the thing is like how essential was the nudity 
Not at like, all, man. You, really? The, pa- all. the painting itself, sure. But you didn't have to actually see Kate mm-hmm. Winslet necessarily. You know, I mean, that's you could have just had right, exactly. her implied nudity and just you saw the painting. Um, right. But exactly. James Cameron, yeah. that's another, yeah, James Cameron goes, I'm going to get boobs in a PG-13. You watch me do it. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. I feel like he does all of the decisions he made he makes are out of spite it is he's one of these guys feels that way and i think he's even kind of said that where he goes like when people tell me i can't do something that's what gets me going like that's that's what starts the creative energy and it is like man i do not operate from that i do not he almost is like come on tell me i can't do it tell me i can't do this i'll fucking do it like yeah, that's not a healthy mindset. I oh, I don't like. think I, mean, he, I, don't I don't think maybe he's it a, works for him. I don't think he's a mentally healthy man. A lot of people fucking hate that guy. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's happy. You know? Oh, I don't think he could happy. be. I think he's one of those guys who just yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite notes I've ever written for one of these movies: flirting interrupted mm. by arrow attack. Because <laughs> they almost kiss, and then an arrow shoots between the two of them. That's true. For, I do remember that scene. For no reason at all, because they then just immediately shoot the shit out of this guy. Do they? I thought he escaped. <laughs> no, they chase him down and I... gun him down. That's and they don't even question him. They're just like, nope, this guy's got to go. There's a lot of uh... there's a lot of we're not even gonna have banter. We're just gonna gun somebody down in this movie, which is pretty boring. It can be cool, like yeah. once. Like, every once in a while, like, a Bond movie will do that, where he'll just take somebody out, and you're like, ooh, badass. But mm-hmm. usually it has, like, weight to it. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. Usually. There's nothing. Yeah, well, because we don't care about these characters at all, so. And then there's another guy. <laughs> Did you? I, I, my favorite guy is the guy who just charges at them on this horse, and they shoot him. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that sequence was so long. I'm like, I don't even know if this, like, because they. It's slow motion, too. John. It's slow motion and it's it's so boring and literally Brandon Lee is just standing like <laughs> yeah he's doing yeah he's doing the pose you yeah know? Uh, and this guy can't hit anything he can't <laughs> Brand- hit the backside Brandon of Lee, a barn I don't think Brandon Lee ever takes cover in this movie he nope he's literally no, not at all you're in the wide open desert this guy is charging him on a horse with a machine gun Brandon Lee is sitting there sighting this guy up with his handgun. And he's just mm-hmm. shooting Misses bullets the first all couple of shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just... And that's the other thing. All of these bad guys come one at a time. Yes. And it's not the same scene. It's one scene where one guy comes up and attacks them, and then another scene where one guy comes up and attacks them. Something that One does, at a time. Something that and does... And that's the rest of the <laughs> fucking movie. Something that does not help this movie is that mm-hmm. I just got the 4K box set of the Jackie Chan Police Story movies. And so I've been watching uh, those. Oh. And there's the moment in the first police story where the boss is coming at him and he does stand there and line up with the pistol. And it's yeah. bad ass. It's so cool. Yes. And this is that scene yeah. done very poorly. Um, yeah, by the very way, uh, uh, dude, the police story movies. I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things so where good. it doesn't need to be stated, but all three of those are just perfect action movies. God yes. damn. I think yes. that's those are my favorite Jackie Chan movies. I. I, I think I think I agree. Yeah, the police story, so all three of them. I really think like it's one. Of the, mm-hmm. I've seen people go like, "Well, two's bad." I'm like, I don't know, man. They're all pretty equally good to me. Uh, I have a soft yeah. spot for Supercop just because it also has Michelle Yeoh, 
um mm -hmm. and that yes. just that yeah. makes things better because she's amazing mm -hmm. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could have used, boy, we could have used anybody with that kind of charisma in this thing. Um, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Just but anybody. yeah. And then so he takes the horse and we get this. Oh, did you laugh at that? I was busting a gut when he rolls up to this fancy hotel on horseback. And yep, he turns the valet and says about the horse, park him around the corner. Yeah, John, I, I still haven't recovered from busting a gut last night. That's the whole thing about this movie, though. It's like, I understand you guys know the rhythms of a James Bond movie because you're going like, that's very... The, well, because this kind of reminds me of the beginning of Octopussy when he pulls up into the gas station in the jet and he goes, fill yes, her up. Yes. But that is yeah. funny. Yes. <laughs> but yes, sort of thing where exactly. you're going like, you know Bond movies do this kind of thing, but you have no idea how to actually execute it. Nope. <laughs> and also, although to be fair, some Bond movies don't know how to execute. It. Oh, I'm not. I'm Do you not... remember when? Go for it. In uh, I think it's Moonraker when he drives the out of the water. Yep. And a bird does a double take. The pigeon yeah. double. The famous. Uh, uh, for I don't know if you've ever listened to the James Bonding podcast. Uh, they have. I a, have not. They no. have an ongoing argument on there about the stupidest moment in a James Bond movie, and it's the That's argument. The argument is they've they've come down to it's either pigeon double take. Or Kananga balloon in Live and Let Die. When Kananga gets right. shot with the compressed air gun and turns into a balloon that flies around. No, it's it's a hard that is, choice. That's tough because Live and Let Die is really good. I do think set for that. The Kananga balloon is the more damaging moment to the movie. Because Moonraker's a silly yes. movie aside from that. But Live and Let Die is exactly. one of my favorite Bond movies. And that is a very silly ending for a movie that really isn't that silly. It's actually no, one of the more straightforward yeah. Bond movies, um, you yeah. know. Uh, it, like, like it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty much a crime picture with Bond, and then he right. fucking shoots a guy with a compressed air bullet. Um, <laughs> no, the Bond movies whiff on some stuff, but in general, there's yeah. a there's a beat to them, and and to these kind of yes. And Roger Moore was always mm -hmm. the king of these kind of like blah 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 sort of moments, you know. The one line he he was right, the best exactly. of the one liner Bonds. Yes. Uh, although I there's that Brosnan had a, had an affinity with them too. Yeah, because he yeah Brosnan rides that line a little. Well, bit we've always talked about Brosnan is the best Bond with the worst scripts. Yes. Because yeah. on Other paper, than Goldeneye. Uh, Gold, Goldeneye yeah. is perfect. That's a that's like my second favorite I think Bond movie. My, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's edged out slightly by Skyfall, but it's my number two that's right fair. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are my top yeah. two though um so uh let's see here and uh, dun, dun, dun. oh yeah so they get sexy in the hotel yeah so there's a couple of things here. <laughs> there's some really great lines that i just want to highlight oh please um, do please i like do. to highlight good screenwriting on this podcast i think i think people have often said of the acting shelf it is a celebration of screenwriting <laughs> it's a cell it's a yeah exactly yeah um so when he's telling his plan to her, he says, uh, I'll go tonight and see what I can find for the cover of Dark. That's really good stuff. And, uh, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of subtext there. Uh, and then he gets a call about, I'm trying to remember, something was happening in three hours. Or it, they need to get suits or like a new outfit. Or yes. Ready. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, like yes, yes. Three... He sends them. He sends them out to be dry cleaned. 
Yes, that's what it was. Uh, three hours. And then he looks over at her. Can you make it five hours? Uh, assuming that they're going to be fucking for five hours. <laughs> Which I got to uh, say is one of these no. things where it's like, dude, I, that's not like studly. That's not like that's a thing movies no. do. And I'm just going like, I, I don't I don't go like, mm. I go like, God, that sounds painful. Like hours well, straight well, of sex? You know, Are you kidding me? <laughs> My hip's gonna go out. <laughs> well, well, it's not like all gonna. I mean, this movie probably assumes that they're just going at it for five hours. Yeah, theoretically, there would be some some breaks in between. <laughs> maybe small you know what, talk. You know what know. you never see is like the break in sex where it's like, all right, we just finished that. Let me get a sandwich and a bottle of water. <laughs> you never see anybody do the only that. The only example I can think of is like a uh, forty-year-old virgin has that. Well, because uh, actually, I have talked about. I think Judd Apatow has the most realistic sex scenes in his movie because he has all yes. the awkward beats of them. He yes. he, he yeah. it's like oh yeah. yeah that it's never done. It, none of his sex scenes are ever sexy. They're all like oh yeah that's right, what it exactly. is. It's pretty awkward and weird. Like uh, it, yeah, you know yeah. this sort of thing where it's like yeah let's stop pretend that it's not. Uh, sex is only fun in the moment. As soon as you have any uh, view outside of it, you're like, this is pretty weird <laughs> and strange. Yes. I feel yeah. like that's, and I yeah. feel like Apatow captures that. Here, in, uh, this doesn't even go as far as a Bond movie with the sex scene. No, no. They start kissing. And then and they they it. lower out a camera, like onto, like they're laying onto the bed while they're kissing, and then it just cuts to. Right, exactly. She's and up it. and yeah. getting yeah. dressed, and she goes out, and of course, is immediately captured. Immediately captured. Yes, because was there's she, no time. Was she? Well, okay. So she, was she? Act, she left a note saying going to get food or something. Uh, going shopping uh, because women be that's shopping. What it was. So was she actually going shopping? What was her goal? Here? I like don't what? know. I think in retrospect, we're supposed to think she was maybe going out to contact her handlers, and she's an agent that's kind of my I read now so. having seen the whole movie and, and brandon lee seat reads this note and believes it yeah i don't think either of them have money or credit cards right i haven't seen but once them, again like, listen women be shopping <laughs> she has no way to purchase anything but she has out shop women be I'll shopping because just... he does so he's just like just... okay it's like you, you okay. guys you know you're on sticks like on him like uh, he's just sitting around in a park while and i'm like what is the pacing of this, this yeah this is where the movie was really it's just why are we focusing on him just waiting around in the <laughs> for some reason yeah because well, uh, he's gonna it, end up infiltrating a bad guy compound here because this is yes, where he kicks a guy yes. into an electric fence which is pretty good i do like a guy just getting fried in an action movie yeah yeah classic that's it's, pretty it's good classic. And then, mm -hmm. what is this beat? He's, like, sneaking around, and then our hero, Michael Gold, just trips and falls in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens! Yeah. I had to and back it so... up and go, that didn't something. Nope. He just tripped and fell in a hole. He... Oops. Uh-oh. <laughs> the most anticlimactic nope. thing that could uh, possibly happen. They go immediately it's... from guy in the electric fence and then it's like don't 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 oh no oh, oh shit and he's captured yep. okay well <laughs> great stuff man great stuff 
He uh, was defeated by his one true weakness, which is Pratt Falls. <laughs> the guy, you say what you will about Micah Gold, he's not sure-footed. Um... <laughs> He's captured. This is where they talk about Ernest Borgnine has the knowledge of this super weapon that's a mix of lasers mm -hmm. and nukes, and the bad guys can start World War Three. Which I yeah, but like why? Why why do they want to start World War Three? I don't know. Because like once again, if the Russians wanted to start World, have like yeah, they, I know that's that's I mean, the thing. Because like need a space laser to do it. No, because that's the thing in the Bond movies. It's never actually about we're going to use this laser and destroy stuff. It's always I have this laser. You have to pay me not to use it. Right? It's always that sort of thing. There's and or I or it's like trying to start or like it's somebody trying to get Russia and the yes. US, uh, you know, fighting, but or, it's not actually Russia the bad guy. Like one of my like favorite uh, Bond movies is A View to a Kill. And in mm -hmm. that, it's all about uh, 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 Christopher Walken's going to flood Silicon Valley, so he'll be the only person able to sell computer chips, which is like an insane right. comic book plan. But I follow, yes. okay, I do this, which equals profit for me. These guys... There is a plan. They're right. just like, we'll start World what War III because... I don't know. Uh, it'd be fun. Yeah, would it? Why do they want to start it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, they, 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 well, yeah. because the, the bad guys are nothing in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then they've also got so there have guy they have people mining for diamonds. Is that what they're doing? So they can make I think more so. diamond weapons. I guess I don't know. I'm I, not sure. I, yeah. So this is the mine where they found the very big diamond, right? I I think that's the, the idea. Very big yeah. Diamond. Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha. The diamond that's shaped like a butt plug. <laughs> it really is. It's hard not to see. <laughs> It's one of those things where you're like, oh, God, come on, guys. I'm surprised nobody sits on it. Wait a minute. This isn't yeah. a diamond. This is just a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, like, it really, yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what were you doing in my sock drawer? This is not, no, for the love of God. Um. Uh, they, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, for some reason, though, because our stupid fucking dumb, dumb henchmen have been forced to work right. the so mines. they show up again. They show yeah. up again. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Brandon Lee, of course, instantly escapes here, which leads mm -hmm. to a very brief, because this is where I thought, oh, here we go. And this is the room where they're mm -hmm. in all the, like, animal pelts and hunting trophies. Yes, the the room that was very visually noisy yeah. and hard to focus on anything because it, well, it, it just kind of looked terrible. How do you know? Once again, I'm going to talk about Roadhouse because it's an awesome movie, but there's a thing in Roadhouse where the bad guy has all these uh, trophies like this, mm -hmm. animal, you know, stuffed mm -hmm. animals and stuff. But in that movie, Swayze uses them to kill bad guys. Yeah, if you're going to put it <laughs> in the movie... There might as well be a reason why. Weren't you? There, I was you waiting know? for like an elk horn or a rhino or something thing for somebody to get impaled mm -hmm. on or stuck with or something. No. Nope. They just they nope. throw a few. But but for half a second I thought, all right, finally the kung fu fight, and then it's over pretty quick. And Brandon Lee doesn't even really kill this guy. They just happen to fall off the roof, and Brandon Lee misses yes. this fence, and this guy's impaled on it. Which yes, is pretty classic action shelf move. It is pretty cool. It's not as good as the one in Livewire. 
Yes, that is true. But also, that's the thing that the the reason I think this loses out as kill of the movie to me is it what it was just incidental. He didn't do anything to cause mm-hmm. this. Nope, he, he didn't even throw him off the roof. No, the guy just fell off. It's because think about another awesome moment from a Roger Moore Bond movie, and I I can't remember which one it's in. Uh, where the guy grabs him by the tie. And Bond just lets the tie tear and he falls. That's the kind of thing that's yes. like, it's still like a gravity death, but Bond is still a badass for letting it happen. Yeah. He still like chops the That's the it. Yeah. He tie. Does. Yeah. And the guy falls and it's awesome. It's active. It's yeah. an active kill. That's the yeah. thing is like, I'm so on board to love Brandon Lee in this, but the script is doing everything to make him not cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, the, they're in the, okay. and, uh, okay. Now we're ripping off Raiders of the Lost Ark with this scene where the general has the, the, uh, the fake daughter captured and he's yeah. got her out in the yes. camp here. And, uh, uh-huh. and, and she gets a one-liner here where he says, diamonds are a girl's best friend, I'm told. And she says, not yeah. this girl. Yeah. And then he starts dragging like moving a razor blade sort of like a shaving razor yeah he's got like a straight razor yeah or a cutthroat razor razor, yeah like yeah and is not doing anything with it It yeah very extended sequence and i thought yeah because i thought is he gonna like cut the straps off her dress or something that's no no because it's very clearly not actually a sharp razor so no that's the thing that's weird about it i'm like I'm like, boy, here's an example of a movie just getting to the edge of sexual assault but not wanting to really go there. But at the same time, Which not... I might be in there at all if you're, like... That's I, it, exactly. E- e- either yeah. do the sexual assault or leave it out. I don't like that. And I'm not advocate. We don't like when they do rape scenes in these movies. But why yeah. even, like... this well, is Why pointless. even have this in there? Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, once again, yeah. it's sort of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is a way cooler and creepier scene though where he is just trying to like seduce marion belloc yeah he's got her in a yes. dress he's having dinner with her, you know it is it, mm-hmm. him being less overtly sexual is more disturbing to me in that movie um yeah which is an unfair comparison because Raiders of the lost ark is a perfect movie one of the best movies ever yeah uh, exactly. yeah unquestionably that's like a top five all-time just movie for me i think that's a masterpiece yeah uh spielberg's best film in my opinion um uh, mm. Uh, you know, welcome to things. I think Jurassic Park, there's an argument for it too, but uh, Raiders is perfection. Um, so yeah, uh, but don't worry, because here comes Brandon Lee. Oh, this is kind of ripping off View to a Kill, where they say to kill the miners. This is in View to mm-hmm. a Kill, if you remember. He, uh, Christopher Walken mm-hmm. has people mining for him in that movie, and then he himself, to display what a psycho he is, mows them down with a machine gun himself, which right, tells right. you something about a character. Because it's actually a really brutal right, Bond exactly. movie scene where you're like, holy shit, mm. this guy's committing mass murder. Here, he's just like, right, uh, exactly. yeah, just have everybody killed. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> everybody in this movie is so non-committal. It's very yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll make a laser weapon. You know. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Hey, how do you feel about World War Three? Yeah, how do you feel about World War Three? Yeah, you, you like the. You, you, did you enjoy World War Two? Yeah, was that fun? Yeah, maybe, I think I think fun. we could go bigger. I think it could be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this could be big. We got to complete the trilogy. Um, mm. so yeah, uh, we get that. Brandon Lee comes running into the place here. Everybody's 
shooting around. Whatever. Sure. There's a scene where the the Kalashnikov gets a gun on Brandon Lee, but the Alyssa, by the way, is the female lead's name. Oh, she right. puts yes, a gun to the general's head, and then this pretty long one-liner he says, "You have an impeccable sense of timing. One of the many things I like about you." Blah. Uh, we also got Ernest Borgnine just running around with a shotgun. I don't know if he actually shoots anybody <laughs> with it. That's what I was wondering. So at this point, what is Ernest Borgnine doing? Because they're both... Because him and Borgnine uh, infiltrate yeah. this right. camp together. Yeah, because he kills so Brandon the Lee goes guy, off and deals Borgnine and like, yeah. rescues her. Right. I guess he's looking for his actual... I guess. Yeah, because that's still the thing. But Borgnine's just kind of shuffling around as an old man with his shotgun. And he's just... Because they can't... They can't be together because it would reveal too early that Alyssa is not his daughter. I guess correct. But then, but it's it's very poorly constructed because then it just feels like he's just like lost. Well, he ends know? up and teaming kind of up with these around. two fucking dumb dumb henchmen who now are right. on the good guy's side. Right. They've they've learned. Uh, <laughs> they've seen the light of capital. Uh, there's a very brief and lame fight between Brandon Lee and the general Kalashnikov in this mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it turns into this hostage nice. situation where they want this cool moment where the guy's like, that's right, I have the girl, and you and I have to banter now. And Brandon Lee just shoots him like eight times. Yes. And then you watch you him fall down the dies. mine. <laughs> well, cause yeah, you'd he be get, wrong. Yeah, he gets shot a bunch of times, and then the camera makes a point of showing him roll down back into the mine. And you're like, oh, yep. he got him. And then th- him. you want to talk about a bad exchange? That thing where she goes, I knew you could do it. He goes, really? And she says, <laughs> "She says, what, you didn't? He goes, I guess I never really thought about it. Oh, amazing dialogue exchange there. The dialogue is just crackling on the page. And yeah, by the way, I watched so the trailer good. for this, and that dialogue exchange is in the trailer. They tried to use that to Yeesh. sell this movie. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, so they thought this that was one a real of the worst highlight. scripts I've ever. It is a seen. horrible because the, in particular, the plot is nonsensical, which we're used to. But really, all the dialogue in this is awful. It's atrocious. There is yeah. no. That's why I'm yeah. saying like there are bad actors in this, but really, even the best actors can't make this stuff work. No. So no. Yeah. So they they escape there. And this is where the, the, yeah, here comes the CIA or whatever government organization in a helicopter with his real daughter. Because he's like, I don't know who this woman is. What? Wait, is this before or after the mining? No, this, the mine has not exploded yet because that's, that's when we think he dies for the second time. Kalashnikov. Yes. Because this is so, because they land with that and they go, that's my real daughter. This woman's an agent. And then. Yes when they're about to take off, that's when I, I don't understand. Didn't he get shot like eight times in the chest? He has no wounds on him. No, but he does set off the bomb yes. that he then gets exploded by. Cause he has rigged <laughs> the mind to explode now that he doesn't right. need it anymore or whatever. So he might be the only one aware that they're bomb. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, so, so, <laughs> but he stands so he there, right. The Right next to the yeah. mine, and he's like, Gold! And he aims his gun to shoot him, and then the mine explodes, uh-huh. and he's engulfed by flames. And I thought, okay, now now for sure he's dead, right? 
Nope. Yeah. You, you'd think. You'd nope. think. Nope. <laughs> He's, so somewhere in this, somewhere in the sequence, uh, uh, Brandon Lee and Alyssa are together, mm-hmm. and he shoot. I think it's after he shoots, uh, Kalashnikov. Yeah. And then it cuts to him running into Ernest Borgnine, and he's looking for Alyssa. Yes. And it's like, well, weren't you guys together already? That's that's strange. And so a little bit happens there. And then it goes back to him and Alyssa being together. And this is where I think they just put in a sequence, just slapdash in the middle of the movie, I think, to make it a little bit longer. They just took a little bit of like B roll. I think and I think put it in the middle of the. I sequence. think you're exactly right about that. I think that's exactly yeah what happened. That's that's what it, it's incredibly confusing. It's very hard to <laughs> very uh, hard to follow. Uh, it's it's yeah. nonsense. So, so much of this movie is hard to follow. Like you're talking about because of the cutting of stuff. It's so hard to follow. Like you're just going like, wait, yes. what? And huh? What? Yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, I think that this last death of Kalishnikov is the best one. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. him getting blown up by his own bombs. But <laughs> well, because like... he's now torched, right? He's completely yes. yes. How how he did... we was completely engulfed by flames, <laughs> and yeah. he's okay. Yeah. And this is where he leaps onto the front uh... of the jeep they're driving away on. <laughs> and then and then they just run into a wall they just drive him through a brick wall yep and i still am not convinced he's really dead because you just see his bloody hand under the bricks for all i know did he... you think like at, right at the end of the movie his hand would like pop out i 100 percent expected that because why not at this point but you're just going like because i thought well that's pretty insane that he survived getting shot but then i'm like okay gulf by flames when he leaps again, I was laughing out loud at this, going, "Are you kidding me?" I I wrote, "Still alive? How? Just end, please." But the, what were my notes there? But the movie still is going. Uh, well, it's not over yeah. yet. <laughs> There's still more to do. It's technically still a movie here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they drive him through the, and then it's like, and Brandon Lee even doesn't look back to see that his bloody hand isn't moving. He's like, okay, yeah, good. All right. No, that got it. Okay. That, he's yeah, done. Yeah. He's good. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. He's, yeah, and yeah. then what's this end gag about who has the diamond? I don't know. There's a whole bit here uh, about it, like, who, well, who's the rifle owner of the diamond? Brandon Lee's like, I am. <laughs> And they're like, boy, what are you going to do with it? You could sell us the highest bidder. And isn't he just kind of like, yeah, I sure could. In the violence of the night. (laughs) No, he's going to sit on it, John. I think that's pretty well established. (laughs) They're going to take this diamond back to the hotel, him and Alyssa, and have some fun Uh with it, if you know what I mean. Have some fun with it. Well, that's not the only goof at the end of this. Uh, His two like uh, government official superiors show up in a helicopter. Right. And are like, great job. We believed in you the whole time. And then the bumbling henchmen steal their helicopter. Oh, and, and everybody's and, laughing at that. Yeah. W- number one, why did the bumbling henchmen steal the helicopter? And two, why are all the characters so delighted by it? They're like, oh, yeah, look at those two. And this. <laughs> Even Borgnine is, is going, very, those is very good. I, I think Brandon Lee is good in this movie, but when he laughs, 
point, mm-hmm. it is the most psychotic laugh. <laughs> like, it, it, that's exactly it, John. It's yeah. so forced that it. I felt terrified. I was what terrified. What the hell? Yeah, because like his, yeah. he's he's doing this very loud laugh, but his face isn't committing to it. So it seems it, like exactly. Jesus Christ. It, it's it's like when you see somebody smile without like, but their eyes stay mute. Yeah. Kind of what. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Well, so ends Laser Mission. Last one. Yeah. A movie we've talked uh, it about longer. Playing the song again. Yeah. In the violence of the night. I was gonna say a movie we've talked about longer than the runtime because it's not hard. This movie's so short. It's and actually, so short. I will say it's the best thing about the movie. It doesn't really drag. It's dumb, but I wouldn't say the movie. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But I was more yeah. confused than I was bored. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. Um, I'm not saying it was like a thrill a minute. It was more like, wait, what? Um, the only dragging that I really felt was happening was the like three or four deaths that Colette Kalashnikov. <laughs> yeah, because you just well, because it's just it's stupid, and I don't know what it's saying. It's like, I'm sorry, is he somehow indestructible? Did we miss a subplot? <laughs> Do we that? miss a subplot where he's a super soldier? I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Because I'm on board for that. Uh, <laughs> sure. Robo Kalashnikov. Um, <laughs> his eyes start glowing red like a Terminator at the end of this thing. And that's there actually what it, fe- it yeah. felt like a Terminator thing because the whole thing in those movies are you keep thinking you've killed it. But that makes sense because that's a machine. Yes, exactly. Um all right. Well, we actually do have some stuff to go through here. What is the kill of the movie? So we've got a couple of options. There's the guy who's on fire. Guy on fire. Uh, there is guy the guy who gets electrocuted. The guy who gets dropped on the knee. Oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the backbreaker's uh, pretty sweet. One guy gets shot and falls backwards over a barrel. That's not a cool death, but it is fun. Yeah, we do love that. That's like that's such an old movie stunt to me, and I just love that. Like yeah, I love anything yeah. that looks like it belongs at like a Wild West stunt show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I enjoy funny. that kind of stuff. Uh, there is the guy impaled, but like I said, I think that's ruined by context, but the impaling itself is okay. That yeah, that worked pretty well. Uh, I mean Kalashnikov being driven through a brick wall is pretty fun. Kalashnikov has three of the like five uh deaths i i I gotta put in my vote for backbreaker because it's the it's the death i I think so too i wanted that the most the movie doesn't really deliver Mm -hmm. on that kind of moments and that's the only that's the only time brandon lee does something that made me go like oh got him Mm -hmm. you know yes i i agree when we were watching the movie maggie and i both agreed like when it happens like i don't think this movie's gonna top that death no i think that yeah, yeah. The, the, I uh, like I said. It, I mean, I'm I'm glad the movie delivers on fun death, like an electrocution and a guy on fire, yes. and a guy driven yes. through a oh, brick yeah, wall. Of course, all that stuff is great. This movie does deliver on some of the visceral, silly action movie stuff we want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think we got to go backbreaker because that's just that's yeah. just cool, man. Uh, and like mm-hmm. I said, it's the only time he's doing like a martial arts kill. Yep uh well how about our, oh man not a lot of great a lot of one-liners not a lot of great ones so let's let's go through these true uh when he's talking yeah. to the guy coming into the country about his job and he says let's put it this way i'll always have a job uh when he's talking Perkins. to Ernest borgnine about Perkins. science stuff he says i specialized in recessing girls 
yeah, it's the Simpsons. Audi- one audience member cough. Uh, the uh, when he crashes into the people's uh, house and says, "I just dropped in to say bon appetit." Uh, you okay. get the you get the thing in the restaurant. Where he pulls out the chair and she says, "Such a gentleman," and he says, "Such a bitch." Um, when he pulls up on the horse at the fancy hotel and says, "The valet, park him around the corner." Uh. When the bad guy says, diamonds are a girl's best friend, I'm told. And she says, not this girl. And then finally, you ha- uh, when, when, he's, when she pulls the gun on the general who's about to kill him, he says, you have an impeccable sense of timing. One of the many things I like about you. I, okay, I, I'll so tell we, I'll, ha- we have to pick one from these? <laughs> one, one of these has to win. Okay, I'll say this. Okay. I, I've narrowed it down to two that by this movie standards I'm giving. Okay. Great. Uh Thank you I just dropped that. in to say Bon Appetit or Park Him Around the Corner. The two Roger Moore kind of because that's what this movie's trying right, to be, right? right? This is trying to be in the Roger Moore specifically, I think, Bond vein, right? The one I have a str- I had a stronger reaction to was the drop I just dropped in. To say but I was like Hey, that's their dining table. That's mean. Uh, so it didn't really work. Yeah. I think it might be park him around back. I think so. Yeah, it works the best, even though it doesn't work well. No, but it's by still... this movie standards, it's the most sensical one-liner. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I guess that's it. By default, it's not like this is going to come up. We'll uh, never talk about this ever again. Year. Yeah. We'll never talk yeah. about this ever again. I don't know if this movie's going to no. ever find its way into <laughs> the Probably end of the not. year because yeah. this is pretty bad. It's But it's also it's not, not good enough nor bad enough. Right, be, yeah. Uh, it's got that yeah. thing where it's like, it's not hilariously terrible. There's a couple moments that are, but in general, it's just mm-hmm. a pretty forgettable, lame movie. However, yeah. somebody might disagree with us, Lisman, and it's time to go to oh. IMDb's Most Misguided Opinion. Um, that is, by the way, what I've renamed the segment because it, I, I, they're not always strange, I found, but these are always misguided opinions on movies is what I'm calling yes. the segment now. Yes. Uh, okay, so this review uh, comes to us from Colin Voss, uh, IMDb user Colin Voss, uh, and uh, the review is titled, This is an awesome low-budget action film that does not deserve the 2.5 rating it gets. <laughs> Because, yes, this has an average score of 2.5 stars. I think that is maybe a little low for this movie. Yeah. Uh, there there, there are a number of 10-star reviews that really enjoy this as, like, uh, a campy film. And I think that is the best. Yeah. That is not how this guy yeah. enjoys it, I don't think, though. Okay, so here's okay. the thing. Okay. So he starts his review similar to how he titled it. This is an awesome low-budget action film that does not deserve the 2.5 rating it gets on this site. All the characters were really cool, and the film is action-packed. Mm. And it also had a really cool story to it as well. I strong disagree on no. that. Um, there are a yeah. lot of action films that are much worse than this that deserve to get this rating, in my opinion. I mean, that is true. We have seen worse movies yeah. than this. But I wouldn't. That's not. that's not a hard bar to jump over, man. Uh, and hey, it helps if you got Brandon Lee as the main star. Only thing I agree with, I think. Um, yes. It yes. had a lot of cool fight scenes, and the prison escape was exciting. 
However, there was one moment that I found a bit too corny, and that's when the main villain survives three or four gunshot wounds and being hit by an explosion <laughs> until they finally kill him. I just love the idea of it goes, all right, I like the movie, but they, that was maybe a little too far. That was a, that was a bridge too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take off a star for that. But, but beyond that, mm. uh, this is an awesome action film. Extremely low budget, but I enjoyed it very, very much. And sure, it has a lot of flaws, but it's tons of fun, and I feel it's a great film. The direction is very good. B.J. Davis does a very good job here with stylish action scenes, some cool shots, awesome. doing awesome with the low budget he had, and kept the film at a very fast pace. I do agree it does move at a fast That's pace, true. but That's at the expense of plot. So uh, yeah. there is or some, yeah, yeah, there is some blood. We get quite a few bloody gunshot wounds. Uh, by the way, this guy has not seen bloody gunshot wounds. If, uh, uh, no. Knife in the chest, slit throat, severed heads, and a gory impaling. I think the severed heads might have been the thing that pushed it to R now that I think about it. I guess that's true. That's... Yeah, but they looked so bad that you Yeah, they, you yeah. can't take them seriously. And the impaling was the only like kind of gory death. You do see blood that's all true. over the fence. That's true. Um, but the, like yeah. I said, this movie could have been trimmed easily to a PG-13. Anyway, the acting Easy. is surprisingly very good. Brandon Lee was amazing, as he always was. He's extremely likable, excellent in the acting department, hilarious, had great chemistry with Debbie A. Monahan. Kick that ass, by the way, kicked that ass, and was tons of fun Get to watch. Ass. He also had some great one-liners. Uh, Brandon ruled. Debbie A. Monahan is gorgeous, all caps, and does very well here. A little annoying at first, but she quickly grew on me and became very likable. I also enjoyed the chemistry wow. between her and Lee. Great job. Where is she now? Question mark. I love the I love the stream of consciousness of that. Anyway, she's gorgeous and great. Hey, where is she, by the way? Uh, Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine is good as the professor and added class to this. They were hoping for that, but I love Ernest Borgnine, and yikes, no. He brought nothing. Uh, no, he because he does nothing. It's not even it's not his fault, yeah. necessarily. He's, just, he's in, like, two scenes. No. Graham Clark is excellent as the main villain and was very menacing. Uh, never once found him menacing. He was an interesting nope. character. Pierre Conson and oh. Maureen LaHoud are okay as the comic <laughs> relief. Overall, don't believe the 2.5 rating it got on here. I say it's a must-see. Nine out of ten stars. He did take off one star for that cheesy thing. I think with the for bag. the yeah. yeah the cheesy end. It lost yeah, one yeah, star yeah. for that, but beyond that, nine out of ten stars. Uh, that man they should have lost one star per uh, death of Kalashnikov. <laughs> I think. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. Where did I have my? Uh, uh, we got to check in with our old friend Bruce, right? Yeah, hold yeah. On here. How's Bruce doing? Uh oh, let me. Maybe I. Oh, hold on. Wait, I think I have it here. Um, but yeah, we because we got to check in with Bruce. Now Bruce didn't see this movie because this is harder to find, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Um, okay, here we yeah. go. It's not on Amazon Prime. But so uh, similar right. as we talked about, this is kind of a Bond knockoff. So what say we look at uh, Bruce's review of the Bond movie that came out the same year? Because there was a Ooh, Bond movie in 89. Yeah. So it's time once again for The Winning Opinion. Uh, okay, so this is Bruce's review of 1989's License to Kill, starring Timothy Dalton. Mm. That was the Bond movie of this year. 
This Here, is the first or second This Dal is the second uh, Dalton. This is the one where okay, he fights. So the first one was Licensed to Kill. The first one was Living Daylights. This is the second one, Licensed to Kill. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, this okay. is Licensed to yeah. Kill. This is the one where he uh, is seeking revenge against the the South American drug cartels for attacking Felix Leiter. If anyone remembers mm, that right, plot. Right. I like this one. Uh, as people talk about it, it's sort of James mm. Bond versus Scarface. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Here's Bruce's review. It's titled... 007 is lots of action and violence and romance. I just accidentally watched this for a second time. I don't know why I re didn't review it back then. Well, my reviews are much better now anyway. I thought I did a good search, but I noticed that I watched this on Amazon two years ago. Well, I should watch it again in about five years. Ha! I probably watched it with my mother two decades ago. We like to watch this type of TV. Bring on the 007! Exclamation point. Five out of five stars. Kind of a we, different winning review. We've learned so much about Bruce I, in just this one review. We are ever filling in the biography of this guy. Yeah. Okay. So he so and his mom. I do like that he's self-aware of the like. Yeah. He didn't mention uh, any surround sound or like, no uh, resolution. No, oh, no. But he and and the title is where he got lots of action and violence and romance. But he didn't go into I like the shooting and stuff like this. Nah, but he he did. He, that's true. Bring on the 007 though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it did make sense. To, Bruce would have to be a James Bond fan because it would deliver yes. everything he likes. Those are all the things he likes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, Does and, Bruce like? there to be sex scenes in movies? you know this is the first he's, he's like... mentioned of like romance in a movie right he's never really right, yeah. he, he isn't like a lot of the guys on imdb who talk about how beautiful the women are and stuff like that that, that mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be a draw to him but it seems like maybe yeah. with this review it's more like uh, he's okay with that he certainly yeah. is not gonna have okay. a problem yeah. with that maybe i don't know yeah um hmm uh, well We'll have to find out more. Something what? to be discovered. Yeah. Every exactly. week we learn more about Bruce winning. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, well, listen, this did not kick off a Michael Gold franchise. But let's say you and I come up with what Michael Gold's next adventure might have been. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so here we go. This is uh, this will find. We're gonna fire up our handy dandy action movie title generator uh, and uh, come up with uh, what Michael Gold will be up to next. So this is Michael Gold. In a new adventure called, ooh, Enemy of the Lost Ones. Ooh. Enemy of the Lost Ones. So immediately I'm thinking this is more like a little bit more Indiana Jonesy with like a hidden mm -hmm. tribe or city or something like that. Yeah, this movie, this movie had, uh, the one we just saw, had some vaguely Indiana times. So yeah, we can lean a little bit that a little less james this one yeah i'm thinking a lost tribe sort uh maybe he is hmm. he's still a mercenary uh we know this um is he competing with somebody else to find the lost tribe oh yeah perhaps? he well yeah like uh, like like a belloc in raiders of lost ark yeah no, i think uh, i think exactly. perhaps an enemy agent dispatched by well, let's see. We'll be a little bit out of the Soviet era. So, uh, ooh, ooh, well, mm -hmm. it's in the 90s. So, for some reason, it'll be an IRA terrorist for no reason. Um, and he and might just. We already know who's going to be playing. Well, I think he might person. just be played by one Eric Roberts. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Not the first time we've suggested Eric Roberts play, and... but, you know, it will not be the last. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yes, I think uh, I think Eric Roberts uh, will be uh, playing. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, a dispatch to an IRA. Now this tribe and and hidden city have something right much like the diamond in this yeah what is the thing they exactly. possess some kind of idol some kind of thing that will give super- <laughs> i love the idea of mm-hmm. this is this is an ira group that has moved past irish independence to world domination yeah. <laughs> it's no longer just about a free ireland it's about ireland should rule the world well they don't want to they don't want to free they don't it's not just about freeing Ireland it's about destroying the British Empire yes you know wiping and, and subsequent off the face of the map there you go and so it's 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 yeah. we're finally I we're finally going to get back the vengeance of what they've taken from us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so but, the, but yeah I don't know what it should be necessarily that they're discovering maybe like some sort of new oh uh, like a new element or something like a like some yeah, that's something what I'm that's thinking. something that's in their soil or whatever that can that can be extracted mm-hmm. and turned into some kind of super weapon I think I think somebody in the movie is going to refer to this element making plutonium look like child's play you know, Oh that's good like that. Why? when we're done yeah. with it this will, this will make plutonium look like child's play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. And of course, Brandon yeah. Lee will have to infiltrate. with it. Oh, that's the thing. Because he's a master of disguises, they send him in to infiltrate mm-hmm. as if he's one of the members of this tribe. There we go. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. They're, yes. they're, the Irish yeah. have come to conquer this tribe, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. already instilled it. Much like You Only Live Twice, where Bond pretends to be a Japanese man. <laughs> right <laughs> just so crazy so we'll have brandon I lee still... pretending to be some sort of like oh caribbean or island you know something yeah. yes maybe uh south yeah. pacific or something because he, yeah, he it yeah. can't be an asian country because he is asian we have to be doing an offensive caricature of a nationality exactly, exactly. <laughs> he can't yeah. actually this be a chinese be guy or something offensive. like that oh god yeah, yeah no, absolutely no. uh he has yeah he has to. Uh, this movie, yeah. If this movie doesn't yeah. offend people, uh, what are we even doing here? He's gonna uh, have a Fu Manchu mustache. Yes, he's gonna have a Fu like, Manchu it'll, mustache. It'll be ridiculous. And he'll be doing like a Yaman, like a like a Caribbean kind of accent. <laughs> <laughs> and he will meet and fall in love with, of course, one of the because this the woman is all the other characters are gone right from the first movie. Yes, of course. That that's course. the laser yes. mission oh, has been only dealt Brandon with. Lee. It's yeah. only Brand, much yes, in the exactly. Bond vein, and so yeah, that will mm-hmm. lead to. Uh, uh, Eric Roberts is the enemy of the Lost Ones, and mm-hmm. uh, he's mm-hmm. Brandon Lee is here to to save them. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, know, I like this. This could it, work. It Michael, could be good. Michael Gold is back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. This th- th- this sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Listman, we're staying in the eighties next week. Um, which is yeah, that's it, fine. It's a t- it's a time we like. And uh, yeah. this will be a first for us. This is a, a new action star that we haven't seen yet uh, here on the action shelf. And that is one, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gary Busey. It's Busey time. Oh. How are you doing? I'm it's me, Gary Busey. surprised we haven't done Busey. We haven't like, done that's Busey. That's honestly shocking. Oh, come on in. Come on. We've had Busey... I think in we, some of the commentary tracks. Yeah, I'm we trying watched, to think. Uh, we yeah, we did. We watched. Uh, we've done Under Siege. Yeah, uh, yeah wasn't that was it Hard Target. I'm trying to. No, oh, he's in Lethal Weapon though. We did Lethal Weapon. 
That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. trying to think, okay. have we seen him? I don't even think we've seen him in a supporting role in a proper action shelf movie, have we? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. No, I, no, yeah. I don't well, believe so. Well, he's got a lot of uh, starring vehicles, and we will be seeing next week. This is uh, uh, this is one of my favorites. This is a Gary Busey is bulletproof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he's actually bulletproof. Come on, yeah. Come on, man. Got get get to be out there with my big old teeth. Can't kill me. Can't can't kill me. These teeth will block all the bullets coming. <laughs> uh, so I have uh, <laughs> listen. I have three separate taglines for this movie. Would you like to hear them? Jesus. Yeah. Is this the most amount of taglines we've had? For- I think it might be. Let Let's go. Here we go. Okay. An unstoppable force is about to meet an immovable object. It's time to send in Frank Bulletproof McBain. He's America's most powerful weapon. Gary Busey is really ho- Bulletproof. It's really hoping his last name was Bulletproof. <laughs> no, but McBain, his name is Frank McBain. Which, is, which is pretty great. Frank <laughs> Bulletproof McBain. Pretty good. That's yeah, right, folks. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gary Busey is Bulletproof. And if... <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let the plot of this movie be a surprise because what the actual Great. premise of this movie is is really silly. And I will say we are firmly in Cold War politics. So um, excellent. Only I, Gary Busey can save uh, the U.S. I will not look it up. Please I will don't. Not look because it up. I, I really just let it be. A surprise. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I. I just. We'll talk about what it is. It's very. This. I am so excited. I've never seen this movie. Um, it is on. It is for free on YouTube. Um, so people can watch it there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've never seen this movie. I've oh. heard of it, and I've always wanted to see it because it sounds insane. Uh, and mm-hmm. I do love. I think Gary Busey is a good actor, but this. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, that's gonna that'll be next week on the show. But that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. <laughs> Until next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. Action Show